But thanks, Lloyd. See you. Okay, so thanking Lloyd, that was podcast exclusive content right there. Whoa. Wow. I know. It just happened. Blink and you missed it. I'm very excited for our next segment coming up. Uh, so, um, well, first, let's welcome people back to Octobercast. Hey, welcome back to Octobercast 2013. This is uh, our, the beginning, almost beginning of our six. Yes. Uh, We're into our, the second quarter of this, this experience. Yeah. We are in the Fourth second. done. This is a horrible thing to I say. I think the, the third quarter is the worst. The I, last quarter is I the worst? Each, <laughs> I think each moment is in some way worse than the, the one preceding um, it. For people who, uh, who don't know, uh, who have, were just tuning in or have stumbled upon this, this is a 24-hour podcast for charity. Um, the uh, wow. charities we are uh, donating to are Child's Play, Doctors Without Borders, and the Electronic Frontier Foundation. All yeah. very worthwhile charities that are doing good works. Um, Doing good works, not a ton of overhead. Um, they're, they're, we were very selective about the charities that we chose to support. So um, if you are interested in that, that is bananas. And, uh, and um, so we're podcasting for 24 hours. We have people coming in uh, every hour, guests, friends. Uh, we're one quarter done, guys. One quarter done. We have a lot of events coming up. So if you're just watching now, we've not done the Oculus Rift Challenge yet. That'll be me playing for at least two hours on the Oculus Rift. I'm maybe, looking forward to that. Maybe driving a truck. We have not done the Hot Pepper Challenge yet. Even no, we've got Hot Peppers still to come. Hot Peppers. You're going to be playing the Oculus Rift while eating Hot Peppers. I'll eat the Hot that, Pepper at the end of the show. At the Ooh. end of the show. So we'll all have If done. we reach 50 grand... I'm eating the hot pepper. That is, that, that's a good stretch goal. Yeah. And then, All right. No, no if, if we reach 49,000. If we reach 49,000, I'm not eating Gary, anything. Gary's putting the... Oh, uh, the he's if we reach 49,500, I'll yeah. eat the pepper. Yeah, because yeah, so Gary's going to put us over the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but I'm very, very excited uh, to introduce our next guest, who's never been here before. Once he gets headphones on, talking in there. This is Carl Miriam. Hey, Carl. Welcome to Octobercast. And you are a... Uh, a Lego builder. That is correct. We, we are huge fans of Lego here at Tested. Uh, we've been to Bricks by the Bay. You know, we had a contest once. And, uh, really? Lego contest? And, uh, well, it's we're, pretty we're casual fans of Lego. Um, and that's where we found you, at Bricks by the Bay. That is, that's right. Uh, that's a convention uh, in the Bay Area showcasing all sorts of Lego builds, my own creations, custom builds, kids' builds. big. Yeah, so stuff. pretty amazing stuff there we saw. And you have built some amazing things uh, that you've brought. Yes. So for pe- people, I don't know if we can get a, a camera on there. We're working on it. But how, how did you get started? Like, have you been just building Lego your entire life? Or is it something that came back at some point in the not-too-distant past? Or? Well, usually what they call it is the dark ages, when you quit building and then come back into building. And uh, I was lucky enough to kind of skip that because when I was about 14, that's when Star Wars Lego came out. Ah. I mean, you have to buy it. You can't not buy it. It's a well. I skipped the Clone Wars stuff. I'll be honest. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking about the original, the uh, you know, the X-wings, the Tie fighters, all the UCS stuff, UCS X-wing, all that. The original stuff was just phenomenal. And then I built you know an X-wing 17 times and kind of uh, the UCS X-wing. No, no, no. I mean, like you know, you, the regular X-wing, the oh, Dagobah you've X-wing, built all the, 17 well, variations, yeah, whatever, of the however many there was. And then I got kind of tired of building. Did you stuff. get the UCS, the Millennium Falcon? No, I, I, right before that was when I stopped buying Star Wars. But that's, that's the <laughs> Holy Grail. It's a good one. I know, especially since it's, I mean, it's skyrocketing. It's impossible yeah. to build. It's absurd. Or, and to find now. I mean, it's, it's so, so expensive. There's a video online of a kid who, like, just got one for his birthday recently. Oh, 
<laughs> wow. Lucky kid. I wonder if they'll ever do, redo that UCS I'm sure. That would be pretty sweet. They will redo that one, but they'll... they'll yeah, I mean, they, yeah, it'll be, it'll be they, different. They've it'll be a done different the, the X1. Well, they never reissue mm-hmm. the old... They always... Yeah, rebuild it, redesign it, right? It's crazy though. Like you can, if you, I saw a guy parted it out on Bricklink recently, and it's actually the same price or a little bit cheaper than to just buy. You can, you know, yeah, you can get real close. Yeah. I've I've done done that exercise before. <laughs> it's an expensive proposition. Yes, expensive either way. Um, so what's your favorite? Before we get into the, your your my own your mm-hmm. mocks, um, what's your what's your all time favorite official kit? Do you have have one off the top of your head? Actually, recently it's been the. Um, the, the T1 camper van, the big Volkswagen one. Oh, that one's great. Last year. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a great set. Yeah, it's just the, the amount of detail they add into that. Usually, um, for years, I've been looking at Lego sets, and, and I like the way they would do it where you would be able to add more to the set yourself. You know, you kind of look at you build it once, you're like, okay, you can improve this, this set, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But with the T1 camper van, I really couldn't find anything I would change about it after I built it. So it was just nice to really have a, a really polished set like that. Yeah, too. I was amazed by the attention to detail it's, on that set. Even, like, even the inside of the van is just like everything, the little yeah, cups and the, goblets. The and, things. and yeah. They designed it so the tire top you can pop off to yeah. use the inside as a one-to-one playset. Exactly. And then also the top has the curtain, the, the rising, the, the ventilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I built after my return to the Dark Ages. Norm, you, you and Gary had gotten into Lego that. building. Yep. Lego, well, Gary's wife got Gary into Lego building. Yeah, yep. she never had Dark Ages either. She was always... I, I had a long, long Dark Age. It's Gar- one of those things where... You know, you have the experience where you're like, yeah, I did that when I was a kid, but like, that's for kids, right? And they go, no, try it. And it's something about, there is a primal thing that happens when you snap Lego bricks together. You just yep. like, there's just something inherently satisfying and right about it. And you're just like, <laughs> I want to keep doing this. I built the little um, Lego White House from the architecture set. Yeah, yeah. And that was my gateway back in. And the next thing you know, I couldn't get enough of it. So, so Norm you, and I built that, that camper van mm-hmm. uh, one Sunday afternoon, rainy Sunday afternoon, as you tend to do. And and I I was back Hands end. touch while reaching for the same brick. And no, 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 it wasn't that kind of <laughs> one rainy afternoon. We were all there. Um, so, okay, so uh, you, you did Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, you did Star Wars. And Star so Wars. after that, um, you started designing your own Lego creations. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, um, I kind of tell people like it's almost like training. You know, I from from ninety nine to two thousand four, I bought every Star Wars set that came out, and I built all of them. So I get all the different techniques and stuff from them. And then, you know, I've been building when I was a kid before that, but I think that's the development period where I could see the different ways to build things. And then after, like, around 2003, 2004, I started doing more of my own stuff. I did a little bit of stuff, uh, you know, while I was doing Star Wars, but once I had, uh, I don't know if you, you remember um, Piron, it's like another uh, a Lego inventory thing where you could mm-hmm. input your sets and then it would tell you what parts you had. So you kind of part out, um, if you're looking for a specific part, you can look at what set you have and say, oh, I have 10 of these or whatever. So I put all my Star Wars sets in there, and it said I had 85,000 pieces. And I was like, well, I could probably build something else. Oh, that's brilliant. So this is a web service. Yeah. You log on, and you type in the numbers mm-hmm. of the sets you have, cause, yeah. and it'll give you, like, you have X number of the 4x6, right. whatever. So it was really helpful when I'm trying to like do BrickLink orders, because basically you're saying, okay, I've designed a little repeating texture that I want to do. It takes 10 of this piece and 7 of that piece. I need 500 of this and 20 of this. And I can go through the database and see how many I have. Each now, once, once you start cannibalizing your sets like that to do your own creations, do you do you at that point stop caring about those pieces ever going back to the original sets? Because how would you keep track of that? Or do you just say, well, this is what they are now. They're just generic pieces for my own builds. Yeah, I, I, after after I'd kind of decided to uh, to no longer, I had them all on display. So every like almost every set, two closets filled, just floor to ceiling. And I was like, well, we're going to change these into yeah stock parts. So. I tore them all apart, which was apparently the worst idea I could ever have because now they would be worth, you know, 
I don't even know how much. It's absurd how much they go up. But um, <laughs> just a big bucket of parts, and then I start sorting from there, sort them out, and then they just use them for whatever. So, like, I, I had the, the Star Destroyer, the original UCS Star Destroyer, and so I built quite a few things that had a lot of dark gray or light gray in them because I had this huge, yeah, huge the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so then, so what? Like, what's? I'm, I'm going to ask real. I apologize because <laughs> no, I'm asking okay. real dumb questions. What's the? What's the? Like, what's your store when you're when you're putting all that stuff? You said you dumped it all in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Do you have like tr- drawers with like the? Do you sort by color and then size and then shape and and like what? What's your strategy for that? Because it seems like if you have eighty five thousand parts, it's a terrifying organizational challenge. Yeah, it, it, and pretty much every time you buy more, it just changes into a different way of doing it. So when I first the first time I had sorted my parts, I do it. Everybody, everybody kind of goes through the same. Uh, evolution of sorting. So first you start by color, which doesn't really help at all mm-hmm. because you can't find anything. If you're looking for a specific part in a specific color in a giant bin of the one color, like if you're looking for yellow part yeah. in a yellow bin, you can't find a specific shape because they're all the same color. So then you switch over to doing by shape. So now all my bins are, you know, like one by two bricks that are all different colors. But right. if I want a black one, it's easy to find. Okay. That makes sense. But then if you end up like, you know, Lego certified professional guys that have an entire, you know, buckets and bins and boxes of the same part in the same color, then you have to, like, have a little bin of it and then a, the overflow storage somewhere else and just keeps going on and on and on. There's only like a that. dozen of those guys <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the world. <laughs> it's not a problem for no. most people. So my, my question is, how do you migrate? How do you evolve beyond being the guy that just builds the pre-made? Because we can all do that. It's basically like building IKEA furniture, right? right as right. long as you follow the instructions and pay attention, you can build really elaborate stuff because the instructions make it essentially as easy as they possibly can. But to build something from scratch using your own design, mm-hmm. I think, is a totally... Yeah, it seems like you would have to have much more of a builder's eye, much more of an imagination for that. Like, at what point do you figure out if you're able, that you're actually able to do that and kind of go off the instructions and start creating elaborate things according to your own designs? I, th- I think it's basically just like anything else. The more you work with it, the more you're able to do more with it. So over the years, I've just been going on and keep, keep, keep at it, keep doing it, keep building it. I mean, I like to joke that I have like 28 years of experience but I'm, I'm 20. And how much planning goes into like a really complex build like this? Do you are you actually kind of mapping out the steps or do you just start putting bricks together and just see what to see how it goes? Like how much what what's the what's the procedure when you're creating something complex? Well, um, usually what I'll do is I'll kind of think about what I want to do and then find the hardest part to build. So usually that's the most round or organic part or whatever. So like for Cthulhu, we start I start out with um, with his head, because I knew I wanted to use the Medusa, Medusa. Medusa tails yeah. for the, the face tentacles. And then I kind of built, scaled the head to that. And then um, from that, I scaled everything else together. And this looks very different than when I saw this at right. Bricks by the Bay. Um, so it's not like you finish one thing and then you, that's it. You're, you modified it, and it, it's way more menacing. And it's mm-hmm. bigger now and has, has big feet. Um, so like, when does creation end? Well, for like the Bricks by the Bay, I basically just I wanted to take Cthulhu to Bricks by the Bay because I was happy with the head and the hands. And so I spent about five hours just bash out the rest of it, kind of like a rough draft, basically. And a lot of the way that, that most builders will do that is you'll have um, like two or three versions of the same thing until you're really happy with the entire thing. So like the head went through about two, three, maybe four versions before I got to where it, it's at now and it stayed there because it was already done. But then uh, the body and like the legs and the base and everything about that. I this is the plan I had originally when I had, and you know it came up with the idea, um, listening to the books and stuff, kind of recreating the scene from um, 
the call of Cthulhu when he comes out of the doorway and then there's the boat there and all that kind of. I mean, it's not exactly, but it's it kind of relates to it. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing, man. <laughs> can you, don't can you, not, don't say yourself short. I mean, I mean, just for this piece, and we'll go through all your pieces. Can right. you just call out piece like the the build process for each of them and what you were thinking when you were building something like the arms or the or the water? Where where are all these pieces cannibalized from as well? Like, are, they, are these from? Are they are these all from existing sets yeah, that you've yeah. taken? Well, I'm uh, there. I mean. Most of them probably be from a set originally. Some of them are from uh, Bricklink. I mean, most set, most parts on Bricklink are from sets. So if you do, if you don't know, Bricklink is a place. That, it's kind of like eBay for yeah. for Lego brick, and you it's like can the go Silk Road for Lego. For, yeah, pretty much. You can go <laughs> yeah, and say, exactly. okay, I want this many orange bricks and in this size and shape, and yeah, like is there, there are tools even that you can take, like a, you can do Lego CAD. And then export a file that you can pump into BrickLink and yeah, kind of, Yeah, right? it's kind of. I mean, you can get a list and then populate the list over. And, and there's nothing that really does it efficiently because it's just so difficult. That, you know, you, I mean, you end up ordering stuff from all over the world to in, to, to, if you want this very specific thing. Because it's users to users yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Or dealers to users, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but a lot, yeah. Their stores vary in size from like one person to you know, a whole huge store or whatnot. Um, so... Parts cannibalized. And then we were going yeah, back to... Yeah, okay. let's walk us through this entire yeah. piece. So, um, like I said, first with the head, I, I started with the uh, the Medusa. So I, I think I got one over here, one of these. So, and the, uh, the Medusa was okay, a. It's, on. it's one of the um, you you buy the mystery bags, right? right? And they, so, it's like the blind bag. So, so this is, there's a size scale difference. Oh, so this is just the tails. Just yes. the tail. Well, you must have gotten really good at the blind bags. Well, the thing about the Medusa bags is they're actually bigger than the other bags, so you can actually see the difference. So see, the tail Lego is... Whisper. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we would go to the right Lego there. store uh, down we in... We have a uh, Lego Whisperer. And one of the employees would work yeah, there. He, he, will, he, will, he will fill yeah, the bag, yeah. and he can tell you what's what, so you don't get dupes. Yeah, I've, I've done that for quite a few people. Stand, in, stand around in Target, they come up and... Can you know where Cowboy is? I'm like, here you go, there's the one. But, uh, so, start out with that, and then... Um, so I'm trying to shape out the head, get it the scale the same way. Actually, changed the eye color since last time too. So it's just little little tweaks and whatnot. Uh, while I'm building, I'm listening to the uh, a lot of different Lovecraft books on uh, audiobooks. So I can kind of get that inspiration, you know, the dark, uh, ancient powers or whatnot. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, the rest of, I mean, like going through. Uh, these wings, actually, I didn't have a specific plan for. I just know I, I wanted some kind of wings, and I try to work with a stock that I have rather than buying every piece. Because then, I mean, e- even this, you know, you're talking about um, Bricklink and, and eBay orders. I, I spent well over probably two or two hundred bucks getting just On just the wings, not not the no the whole thing, but um, not that like I couldn't buy it for that much. But what I mean is like. Um, Additional to what I already had in my collection. Gotcha. Right, would cost, and, and to, to, so I try not to do too much of that. So these wing uh, pieces, I bought them back in I think in 2005, like right when I first started getting on Bricklink. Hmm. And uh, there was a Bricklink store that was going out of business, 90% off. So I just bought all these little black uh, hingy pieces, and I hadn't used them for anything in in years. And then I had the whole bent of them, like, oh, I can try doing that, and they came out pretty good for the the tentacle type feel. You know, you can sculpt them a little bit, which is nice. So do you just kind of kind of keep an eye on Bricklink for deals and stuff like that too, just just for interesting looking pieces all yeah. the time? Uh, not all the time. I used to be on there a lot more, but I mean, it gets to be like you're spending twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars every yeah. every every other day, and then it adds up to <laughs> yeah, that adds up pretty fast. So it, uh, there's kind of this this thing in the Lego community where you, like you just try to stay off of Bricklink as much as you can because you're just going to buy it. There's everything is there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like so, Silk Road. Yeah, it, you just you you try to stay off of it unless you have to, 
and then <laughs> and then you have to go on and you just you know. So you scale based on one key piece, right. and then then do you sketch, get out in CAD, or just kind of start building, or a little bit of everything? I basically I'm very bad at drawing. Okay, uh, I'm, I've been doing sculpture stuff ever since I was a kid with with Lego and and uh, modern clay, going to <laughs> ceramics, glass blowing. Um, a bronze casting, all that kind of stuff through college. So I'm, I'm over the hands. So I think about it. I'll, I'll use my experience for other stuff to think about the infrastructure. So like the inter- internal structure of this is, it is a lot different than uh, just building brick on brick, and you have to make sure it's strong enough to hold and all that kind of stuff. And he fell over quite a few times lost building it. Like, oh, that that seems scary. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question as well. Is like you have to, <laughs> especially with a big freestanding build like that, there's an engineering component to this as well, right? This right. thing has to be stable and stand. And when you build these complex models... I, it's the part, my least favorite part when I'm doing an intricate Lego model is all the internal guts and the stuff that just makes sure that it's going to be stable, right. that you're never going to see, mm. and it's not the sexy part of the building, but it's got to be done. But when you're doing your own creation, you've got to be bearing that in mind as well. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, a lot of time will go into that, especially for stuff like this. Anything, I mean, this starts pushing it, and when you're going this scale and bigger, it's like some of the biggest stuff I've done, I don't like the giant stuff. But uh, when you try to make something kind of precarious like this, where it really, there's a lot of, of weight on you know going at weird angles on there, and so it, the main thing was to get the legs to work and to hold enough weight, and, and then kind of just sculpt everything around them. So you try to make the infrastructure. I try to make the infrastructure as thin as I possibly can, and then just wrap stuff. And just like a, a big sculpture when you're transporting, like yeah. bring it here, you had it in pieces. Right. And you have to take time to reassemble it. Mm-hmm. So it comes apart into about uh, I think it's like ten or fifteen different kind of sections, so they don't break. And then you can pack it all up, and then it, it, I think it takes about thirty minutes to put it back and, together. And then for for a sculpture like that, is the core all, is the core usually like big Technics pieces and stuff like that? Is it the same as the same as the like the Lego official Lego kits? Usually, that's what I do. The Technic uh, construction is a lot stronger. Okay. So, and I, and I have a lot of, of Technic uh, that I use for infrastructure. I've, I found out over like working with different things, trying to make stuff stand up on a thin base. A lot of Technic internals really help it a lot. Because they can't, they can't come apart. If you put it, you know, you put a tech, uh, technic beams up and then crossways technic beams through there with the pins, yeah. they can't come apart unless you actually take them apart. It's, it's. I mean, it's the same construction that you saw if you have ever built like the Super Star Destroyer yep. or um, the the Tent of Four or those kinds. Yeah, I, I want to say that had a technic. Yeah, core, it, right? it had that uh, slid together and had the pins that would. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to. So you wouldn't end up with a you know, the giant ship that's all one piece. That's one of the things that people kind of try to avoid most of the time because they're really hard to transport and a lot of torque will happen, you know, and right. bust all the pieces. I, I remember the last time I went to Bricks by the Bay, there was a guy who had a giant Japanese battleship that was like 14 feet long or something like that. And oh, I that think was that, cool. Yeah, that broke yeah. up into sections maybe a foot long yeah, that, he exactly, could, that he yeah. could transport. Yeah, finally easily. finished his oh, new he's one. finished it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. This year. It was really, really amazing. Yeah. Anthony, yeah. his name is, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you, so when you get a new kit that you're, gonna, that you're planning to part out, if it's something you haven't built, do you put it together once first to see if the Lego, the, they've come up with anything new that you haven't seen yet or new techniques and stuff? Or I kind of wasn't doing that for a while and then I've kind of been doing that lately just because I figure, I, you know, you pay the money for the kit, you might as well yeah. see, what they're, see what's up. And it, actually I found that it helps me uh, keep updated, like you said, with the new parts because they really do release a lot of new parts all the time. And so if I have to build the whole thing and I say, oh, there's these new parts and I know, and I kind of have this, this revolving door of what, part, what new parts I have and what sets and whatnot. I've noticed as the complexity of the as the popularity has gone up in the last couple of years, even the complexity of some of the UCS kits has gotten crazy. That R two D two kit from I guess last year now yeah, yeah, yeah. was was had really cool mechanical stuff in it. No, I, I haven't actually bought that one yet, but I did see it demonstrated. The mechanisms are just like, uh, yeah, really interesting. It's super cool. Okay, so 
So you're sculpting, you just put it together, and I mean, this is fantastic. Just, do you paint the parts ever, or are these parts that just came came with the paint detail on them? Those, those are all um, uh, printed by Lego. So the, okay. the, the, the uh, hands are actually um, from some old dinosaur sets. I don't remember the exact year, but they, they had the, that printing kind of scaling thing. Is on it there. the back of a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something? Well, it, it, they were like modular dinosaurs. Oh, wow. So, they had, so the two hands, would they snap together and turn into one dinosaur body, mm-hmm. and then um, they'd have different dinosaur heads and tails. Oh, on yeah, so I just realized like the hands are like, are like yeah. ass end of a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur yeah, so body. Yeah. And, and actually... Um, <laughs> If you look at the chest, that's an, that's four more dinosaurs from the new the new series. So, oh, these, so these, oh my goodness, these more dinosaur ass. Yeah, look, look at that. hold on, it checks out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and in this case, the printing that Lego did on the dinosaur is great. I mean, it mm-hmm. totally works with it. So that's right. that's. And look at cool. it; it actually fits the Cthulhu because that's even more of an abomination that yeah. you've taken these creatures and, <laughs> and torn the pieces and kind of them Frankenstein them back together. It's truly ungodly in every way. Sorry about your little hands, Velociraptor. Yep. Um, so do we want to, do, can we talk about the microscope? Yeah. I'm, I'm super into this. So basically, um, I'll, let me grab this over here. Okay. I think it was... If we can put it... Uh, yeah, you can put uh, it yeah, right where, in front of our laptop. There's a space right for it. I'll scooch the laptop out of the way. Right this is cool. Is this the working one? Yes. Yeah. So the, the other one is not... No longer assembled. That, that was cannibalized a while ago. But I, um, the first microscope that I built... Uh, I think it was back when I was in, uh, like a senior in high school. They had these X-Pods sets. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember those or not, but they're like a little, little clear pod, and they had uh, lids on the top and bottom, and a, and a kit would come inside of it. Okay. Like a little mini uh, whatever. It was so, like, the, like, so like a little Kinder Egg? That, with yeah, Lego kind, kind of like, but it, but it was actually a Lego piece. Okay. So the, it was a, like a clear um, kind of Petri dish-shaped thing. And then uh, it had the, the lids on the both it's sides. It's kind of like the little micro sets that they're doing for Star Wars yeah, stuff exactly now. Yeah, exactly like yeah. that. Yeah, it doesn't have a planet, though. Yeah. But uh, so I didn't like that. Back, in, back then, I really did not like Lego parts that are non, non-standard or, or too big or whatever. So I didn't feel like they, you could have enough uses for them. And I was looking at this one. I said, it looks kind of like a Petri dish. And then I did an entire microscope around that with um, the coarse and fine adjustment and planetary gear set inside of it that d- did all the different things. I actually put a little magnifying glass up in the top of the, of the eyepiece uh, so you can look through it and, uh, and you know, focus it. So the magnifying glass, was the glass a p- Lego piece as yes. well? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. Um, when Lego came out with the, I think they were the um, Lego Adventure sets, it was kind of like Indiana Jones, but before, it was before they did license stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had like, archaeologists with like, a little magnifying glass that gotcha. actually had a plastic lens on there. So... Um, I did that, and then for for a while after that, you know, I I'd, I'd been doing a couple. Like in in college, I did uh, astronomy, and we did like the telescope stuff. And uh, I realized that you could probably do a compound microscope or a telescope. So I built a little telescope thing that kind of did. I think it was one in one point two times magnification. And then this year, I decided to revisit the microscope and try to do a working one. So this is actually a working compound microscope. <laughs> it has uh, Lego LEDs. It has Lego uh, lenses. So it's 100% all Lego all f- directly from them, and it, it, it's about a 10 times magnification. So do you, think, do you think when they're doing things like building kind of odd one-off parts that go into different kits, they're thinking, hey, we're going to give out pieces of, of more complex machines that people can put together? Is just, just, just because the Lego line is so massive at this point, everything's out there. I mean, there's. I think there's certain things from talking to some of the Lego reps and, and whatnot. They they they'll throw in a few things for like more complex, you know, like the adult community or whatever. But most of it is just like what they think kids are gonna like. 
Okay. I mean, that, I mean it's ninety nine percent of all the money that they get is from people buying it for kids. So they're like, "This will be cool for kids. That'll that'll work." You know, archaeologists are good role models for kids. Yeah, exactly. Why not? So, magnifying glass. Yeah, and they use the magnifying glass for years, over and over, and they even actually have in the new um, collectible minifigs, or I don't remember what series it is. They have the diver, and he has a magnifying glass lens in his in his helmet uh. that actually is the same same uh, part. I, you mentioned that you took apart That's the fantastic. big one. So your creations are, are one-off because you don't have like an unlimited supply of right, Lego. Right. And every time you want to build yeah, something yeah. new, like right, you build wait. something and then you take a ton of photos. Right. And your photos are great. And we want to first uh, call out, if, if you're just tuning in, this is Carl Miriam. Miriam, and your website is Brick Laboratory? BrickLaboratory.com. BrickLaboratory.com, which is a link to your Flickr page and your Facebook page. Highly recommend checking out your Flickr page because the photos you take are also thank you awesome. You also <laughs> do the two D stuff too, the the stacked stacked Lego piece, like uh, like the two D art. Oh, like, like uh, like the mosaic type stuff. Or yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. I can confirm that the microscope one hundred percent functional, wow. super duper cool, man. Um, and you're on you're on Twitter too at uh, at uh, Brick Lab uh, tw- at Brick Laboratory. Yes, at Brick Laboratory. Yeah, I think that just kind of. I, I, I use a, a routing service, so it just kind of sends it out. To everything, everything. <laughs> everything goes everywhere. Yeah. That's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, do you still once you've got into building your own stuff and using your own designs, do you are you still able to enjoy building like the preset kits that Lego puts out and just following the instructions? Absolutely. I mean, especially I don't know why. Uh, actually, my my son is really into cars. He's two, and uh, so I've been kind of into the Lego City stuff lately. And just I don't know, it's a lot of fun building cars now. Which is weird because I never built any cars before, like a year ago. Well, sometimes it turns out when your when your kids are into stuff, then yeah, it exactly. makes it a little more interesting, right? And do you feel like you're less reliant on the instructions as you become more expert in this, or are you still like you know carefully turning every page and making sure you didn't miss anything in the previous step before you move on? If I'm going to build the set, I'm going to go by the instructions, and I like to like make it exactly like the instructions, just out of you know, I don't know. Just because I think that's fun, so I, you know, I even checked like the rotation of the little pieces and whatnot, and like you know, the technic bushings you can put them on with a line on one side or the line on the other side. So well, it's got to be a hundred percent. Yeah. What's the point in following the directions if you're not going to go all the way? So, so you bought <laughs> eighty-five thousand pieces worth of sets over the years. That was Plus, Star, yeah, that was Star that Wars. That was a long time yeah, ago. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was just that was just a Star Wars. So that was not including what I had before that or after that. How many pieces are in your catalog right now, you think? My estimation, the closest I can get is about 225. So how many times that is a lot of Lego pieces by the way. <laughs> um how many times have you found bad bricks? Does, uh, does it happen often? You mean it's like like a, like a mis- de- defect or, or misprint or whatever. Um do you, do you really remember? like in in kits? Um, I really haven't found very many. I mean, maybe maybe a couple. I, I like actually like mismolded. I don't even think. I'm trying to even remember if I've ever seen one. I think I I got one. Yeah, I mean, in in a in an A wing kit last year that they apologized. Like they were like, <laughs> we know that we had some go out bad. We're so sorry. <laughs> And sent me one that came like three days later. I yeah. was really shocked. Well, I, want your, is top I, want, notch. I want your expert perspective on this because this has happened to all <laughs> of us a lot as amateurs that just you know follow the instructions. And every set I've ever built, there is inevitably a moment where you go, this piece is just not here. Lego have messed <laughs> up. It's just the, 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 the piece is not here. We're going to have to get – but oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, and they never – they in fact never mess up. You've either just lost <laughs> it or you didn't spot it. Have, do they, have, in your experience, so you've obviously built a lot more Lego kits than all of us, does that ever actually happen? Or is it really, did it just fall between the, the couch cushions? Um, we, just recently at, at BrickCon, I did have one set, and we had actually had multiple copies of the set that seemed to have one piece that came in two different colors in like large quantities. It was one of the Heroica sets, so those two-by-two two tiles with one stud in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed to have one light gray one when it should have had, or one extra light gray one and one less dark gray one. 
So he didn't actually have the wrong number of pieces, but he just had one in the wrong color. Huh. Um, and then uh, I think the only time I actually have had a piece missing was when I bought one like at uh, Sprouse Ritz, and it was already name o- and shame o- open. Okay. <laughs> so, well, but then open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So. Lego is not infallible, no. but it is their. I mean, it's really crazy how how, how well they yeah. do it. Quality controls. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, we've seen the people who've done the Arduino boards, the connecting the Lego robots, stress testing the piece, mm-hmm. and like you can connect and disconnect a Lego for hundreds of thousands of times before the the connection even loses its grip. I know it's crazy. Um, do, what do you do with the dark gray, light gray problem? Well, um, when, it, when it first happened, it was a huge problem for me because I only had... Are you talking about dark gray, not light gray, or, or new gray and old gray? Well, new, new gray, old gray is a different problem. We can talk about that because oh, I bet sorry. a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. But dark, what's the dark gray, light gray The dark problem? gray, light gray problem is that, is that dark gray and black, I guess, look the same on the book. Oh, and the instructions. Yeah, the In instructions. the book, I yeah, realize yeah, yeah. this, but what they, I'm looking for a dark gray piece, yeah. but it's actually a black piece, but they right. represent it as dark gray, I guess, because if they print it as black, it'll you be invi- it'll you, you yeah. yeah, you can't see what it is. Yeah. Um, I have the same problem. Okay, basically, <laughs> so you're you're good at this, it. is what you're saying. Yeah. It's still a problem. Yeah. Yeah. To the best it, of it's us. just it's just basically what I do is when I start building the set, I'm like usually <laughs> they'll have a finite number of pieces, obviously, and then the the ones that are black and the ones that are dark gray, you're like, okay, well th- this one's only in black, so those must all be black. Yeah, and then you kind of uh, you know you do that adjustment where you kind of yeah. can compensate for color temperature or whatever when <laughs> you're looking at stuff. Do you, do you null out your whole kit? Your whole set before you build something. Uh, what was that? Do you, uh, so annulling is the the act of like laying things out in a semi regular grid. So oh. do you make the lumber yard before you uh, lay everything out? You just put a big pile no, of I, I, I <laughs> up until um, let me see what uh, the the UCS Star Destroyer, the first one. Yeah. Okay. Every set that I ever built, I dumped all of it in one box and oh just goodness. dug around in it. This includes. The uh, the Tantive uh, Four, the um, the UCS X Wing, the U- <laughs> the UCS um, Snow Speeder. Oh. Like I'll just and I'm just like digging for three hours, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna sort next time. So uh, the Star Destroyer, I did sort that. That one took me 19 hours to to put together, and then um, I, now I mean if I don't I don't really ever buy like a giant set because I don't I don't I don't like to spend forever building it. So I'll usually build I buy like the 20 or 30 dollar. Okay. Maybe sixty dollars, but not, up to five hundred pieces. Yeah. But, You're not yeah. building London bridges all day long. No, no, no. I have it, but I haven't built it yet. <laughs> yeah, we have UCSB wings that we haven't built yet. Yeah. All, all three, three of us, us yeah. have UCSB yeah. wings that we haven't built. yet. I have yet. so much. It's a, it's a beautiful I've, set. Beautiful. Because I've got a, close to a two-year-old at home as well, and like you just forget about building Lego. Yeah, I, don't, I, I actually know. don't know how you continue to do it because it's just a nightmare. <laughs> we have a lot of sets that we bought that just aren't even unboxed. But <laughs> one day we will we will get to them. I have, here's what I want to ask you. If I were to give you a relatively complex set, like, say, the camper van, right. but took away the book, could you build it just by figuring out how it's supposed to go together? <laughs> but you have a picture, maybe the, the box. Yeah, you can look yeah. at the box. I'm looking I, at the jigsaw. I, I mean, if it's something that big, I'd just be guessing at what was inside of it or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be, like, right or anything. It's, um, I'd be interested in seeing that. It'd be like the yeah. Cthulhu version of the van. It's horribly deformed. The thing you're saying is that as you're building, you're always imagining... Uh, what you could add to it, or right, like right. when you're done, what you can uh, flourish, you can add that what, would make what, it more yeah. your own. And so, is that something you're thinking of as you're building the pre-made sets? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of just looking at different uh, different things. Like I, 
I'm there's different camps of builders. So I like I don't really like studs very much as a visual element and like, like very specific like things. Like singles. Yeah. Okay. Or like any any amount. So, I mean, there's a few left on Cthulhu because putting tiles on stuff if it's on a rounded edge just makes it look more blocky. So it's not as good. But uh, like I try to avoid that. So like a lot of sets that I could I could see where you would have less studs at the in the final product. You know that would mm. be that'd be nicer. I don't really do a lot of set modification, but it's because I'd rather just you know build something else. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see what what you what you could change about it and how you can improve it. How many pieces are in the Cthulhu? Uh, well, the original estimation was fifteen hundred, but I'm going to go probably twenty five hundred now. Maybe. Wow! Wow! I mean, I, just I just know. the base alone is pretty substantial. Yeah, and I, yeah, that. So I I'm just that's just a guess. I have no idea. I mean, these wings, I don't, you probably have um, at least what three or four or five hundred pieces in them. Have oh, you ever put anything up on Kusu? Uh, yeah, actually, this is on Kusu right now. Go the microscope. Oh, right. <laughs> I, go support that right now. I would love to see that. That is a, that's a that's a great idea for kids. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They get and to that, build Lego and then be scientists. That's what oh. I'm thinking. It, it, you know, uh, Lego for education and the original, the first two Kusu ones before they came to America, they were all they were Japanese science, science, science based. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm thinking, and this this is. I mean, there's there's like four million factors to go into whether or not they approve it, so it, you can't really. Know, it's pretty know Lego friendly, gonna, yeah. though. It's not like some of these sets are like cool, but like you know, like the the Breaking Bad meth van that you know Lego is never gonna make into a set, right, even though exactly. it's kind of cool. It gets lots of votes. <laughs> what? Um, how many pieces in the microscope do you do you know? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> guess that that one's probably somewhere between three and four hundred. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, so it's manageable. Even, that, so that's yeah. not even that complex no, a set. No. So I mean, like the. Um, the Back to the Future car, or the DeLorean was, uh, what was that, like 400 pieces somewhere on there? Yeah. But they were small pieces, so that makes a difference, too. I'm not a big yeah. fan of I didn't think that was. I didn't think yeah. that was a good set. It was way too blocky. Yeah. I like the printing. I bought it for the printing. Yeah. I actually bought two of them. One of them I can save and hopefully make a million dollars. We're going to give you a shout-out to uh, your set here. If you want to, people don't know what I'm, Kusu is. I'm going to tweet is. it right now. Uh, Kusu is Lego's program. I don't think it's like, – they do more than Lego. Kusu does, but Lego works yeah, with Kusu. Yeah, that's like the Lego. Um, Lego.Kusu is right. the one. Lego.cuuso.com, and it's kind of like this crowdsourcing support site for um, uh, MOCs, my own creations, to, to try to – Get turned into real Lego kits that Lego right. produce limited sets of. It's how I, I I don't know if Minecraft was done that way. Yes. Minecraft, yeah. Minecraft there were two uh, there were two, two uh, Japanese, Japanese things. There was a submarine, which I think is still my, one of my favorite satellite, sets. which is also yeah, really a satellite good. one. Um, and they if if, re- if a set receives a certain number of votes, and it has to go through an evaluation process, right. um, and then they usually say no. Well, if there's some like license problems and stuff like that, then yeah. But they have to actually respond. Yeah, so there's, like only the like, thing. Yeah, there's only yeah. ever there's only ever been like five or six projects that have actually ever like wound up on the shelves, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, no those, small endeavor. No. So you have to get to what ten thousand community votes, and that would that will start the process. Yeah. But then there's a obviously Lego have their own. It's, it's called yeah. the working microscope. Yeah, right. I, I just tweeted it, so you can go to my Twitter feed. I'll retweet it on Octobercast. Is it based off of a, uh, any particular real microscope, or you just took, took the elements, as you know, microscope to work and went from there? I did a couple um, image, Google image searches just to get a general idea of microscopes again, and looked, you know, like the double knob thing mm-hmm. was, was a common thing. Those are actually geared separately, so one's coarse and fine adjustment as well. So you have a planetary gear on the, on the fine adjustment or something? Or no, no, it, they actually just two different size gears that run on the same uh, oh, okay. linear gear. That's fantastic. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I just kind of basically tried to take the Lego and instead of push it into a shape, 
make the shape out that's easiest to make out of the Lego. You know what I mean? So it looks like the barrel is like the, the canisters from the side of a space shuttle booster rocket or something like that. And it's actually just two tires. Oh, just two tires. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I mean, I mean the, oh, the that, barrel. That, that, yeah, yeah. that part. Um, those ones, those particular ones were stolen from the uh, Lego city wind turbine set. Ah, so that it makes the pylon for the, for the wind turbine. But then, I mean, they've had those for um, yeah. forever. So and it does look yeah. like the, the boosters. Yeah. The, the the tire as the eyepiece is great. Ah, oh, so smart, so Fantastic. smart. <laughs> um, hey, we want to remind yeah. people Thanks, why man. we're here. Uh, this is Octobercast, a twenty four hour podcast for charity. It's an endurance test. Tantric podcast. I'll, I'll say that. I don't again. think we can count it as an endurance test now that we've done it three times. We're pretty sure we endurance. can make it. No, we just I mean, get, Gary, we just get older and less able each time. Yeah, so exactly. I think it's even more valid to call it an endurance um, test. But it's for charity, and this year we are trying to raise money for three charities uh, Child's Play, which is a charity to help uh, bring toys and games to kids in hospitals who otherwise wouldn't have access to them. Uh, doctors Without Borders, which is um, sending doctors to places that need uh, medical attention and help that otherwise wouldn't have it and also the electronic frontier front foundation an organization supporting uh free speech and um internet co- freedom in- internet freedom uh and the way you can support is either go to octobercast.com there are links to all three of those charities or directly uh tested.com forward slash kids for child's play tested.com forward slash doctors for doctors without borders and tested.com forward slash uh Electrons for the Electronic uh, Frontier Foundation. It's hard to remember when you get about halfway through there, huh? And I'm waiting for the total, which right now is $7,742 we've raised so far. Looking good. Looking good. We want to raise way more money. Uh, please contribute. It's for a good cause. We see none of that money. We touch none of that money. It goes. None of it goes. In Norm our can't take it to Vegas. Can't can't put it all on black. I still think. Just don't say it. People don't trust us when all you right, say stuff like it. that. It makes it sound like. But there's a, nothing. There's, 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 not like there's I'm no being, chance. But I'm not being underhand. I'm no, saying no. what I'm going to do. I take it to Vegas, <laughs> put it all on black, I, I and double everyone's money. I know. Right? I don't think it's that sure a thing. Duplicitous about it. I'm being very upfront about. But it's not like it's guaranteed. You have to kind of. No, of course not. No. Have you seen? Have you seen those commercials for investments? The investments can go down as well as up. It's anything can happen. That's life. If you donate, you get a tax deductible receipt. I don't think we can do that. If you're going to the money and put it on black. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I don't pretend to know <laughs> the legal ins and outs. I'm just saying it's one way to go. I'm just all I want to. I I don't tell me you wouldn't watch. Don't tell me you wouldn't be excited to oh, watch no, that I totally wheel go. spin around. I would call the casino in advance and see if we could bring a live streaming camera that just gets aimed at the at the roulette wheel. Just for one time only. Well, I'm telling you right now. It was gonna, terrible to say no to that. Fast but. and Furious 6 when one of the guys put his all his $50 million on red and the other guy Did put he? all on black. It's like, what? Oh. What happens if double zero comes up? I well, think they all exactly lose. The house wins. Everyone loses. The house always wins. <laughs> that's why that double zero is there. Always yeah. wins. Uh, we have stretch goals. So uh, if we reach $10,000 um, soon, some magic things will happen. Maybe let's say by uh, 8 p.m. If if we reach $50,000 by the end of uh, this stream, Will's going to have a hot pepper. I will which, eat is, on which is in no way equipped to be able to handle. So. <laughs> no, no, by then I'll be real broken. So it'll be real Mentally good. I'll start and sweating physically. and screaming. And, um, and you can uh, chat Should we with time people. the hot pepper with the Lego challenge maybe? That's going to happen about 4 or 5 a.m., so yeah. Yeah, maybe. So I do want to ask Carl about that and talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're jumping to right next. Oh, we, have more, um, we have more MOCs, though. Yeah, I yes, want to know. Yes, what the, I want to know what the wall is. Yeah, I'm so curious, wait, wait, wait. I'm very more, more um, uh, just, uh, 
it's housekeeping. Uh, you can still uh, the, for people in the chat if you want to participate, yeah. uh, go to testicom forward slash chat and men or user signups are working again. Engineers, just let us know about that in case you, they weren't working. You guys earlier. hit us too hard earlier today. And also, we have a plenty uh, plenty of giveaways. Oh, um, oh look! Away. I don't, oh. Yes, oh. face slap. Wow. Right in the Is face. that going to happen at ten thousand dollars? I'll I'll take a hit in the face for ten grand. Boom! Look at that. that just to be clear, seeing? I don't know that's what they're actually seeing. Oh, was they that, might have seen the feed. It's that hard to know in slow motion, but was that tons. actually a pretty good slap? Yeah, it hurt like hell. Norm, <laughs> Norm, the first couple of times, Norm hit with the heel of his palm first, so he hit bone, and oh. it kind of just spun the whole face around. But that was a real kind of smack. Yeah, good clap. That looked good. Um, and also, we have plenty of giveaways we're giving out uh, at the end. Um, it will be a random giveaway for a bunch of stuff. We're, well, that'll be, and just to be clear, that'll be at the end of the donation window on November 21st, for the most part. We have a couple of things we're going to give away to, uh, tomorrow morning at, at like Right now, we have Carl Miriam. Uh, hey, Carl. com. Yep. Is your website, and you've brought some amazing My Own Creations that you've made uh, to show off. So we've talked about the Cthulhu. Right. We can talk about that for hours. Yep. Um, but what do you have uh, next to him? So um, I don't know. Are you, have you guys listened to They Might Be Giants at all? I am. Uh, uh, I had a roommate who was really into They Might Be Giants in college. Mm-hmm. So have you, did you go to any concerts or anything? No. All right, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul, you probably heard mm-hmm. the song. Okay, so this is my, uh, my version of Birdhouse in Your Soul. So it's a blue canary nightlight in the outlet by the light switch. Watches over you. So you're telling the story wow. of the song right. oh. in uh, Lego Wall. And so this has been something that I've wanted to do for a while. And then I got in, in Fresno, I got invited to an invitational gallery show. And the theme was transparency. So, um, right, so nightlight is transparent. Mm-hmm. Get, get the light coming through there. And then actually, let me switch this around here. So you can look. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're you good. Can, you can look over yeah. through the, on, the, on the back here and see the inside oh wow of the the wall so it's kind of like you can see through the wall oh that's fantastic whoa so it's as if you're a wes anderson movie and you're you're you just we just went through the wall into the next room exactly that's brilliant so i'd want to do this kind of stuff i i I live in a in an old 1938 uh, house in fresno so i like the lath and plaster and all that little old uh kind of breakout box thing and and, and you, it looks like you, you mixed the cloth line, cloth wrapped electrical wires right. and the whole thing. Exactly. Anytime you do any work on the walls of a house like that, you're risking death, basically. Exactly, yeah. yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> real, um, real asbestos in the, uh, in the build there? 100%, all yeah. asbestos. These are, these are custom molded one by one. <laughs> and so I noticed the cables there, for the power cables are the same links that you use for the Cthulhu. Uh, the, the wings. That is correct. And yeah. so it's just, you had you had a lot of those, and they yeah. Now, like funny. I said, that's, I just had I've had I'm trying to find uses for them. These are the only two things I've used them for. I think. <laughs> so this obviously requires a certain amount. You've got to get it right. So when you do you present this at conventions and most people don't get it, and then someone will come along and go, "Oh, dude, birdhouse in your soul," and they totally get it. Yeah, um, basically, yeah. You got to have somebody that uh, that is a damn giants fan. And then, uh, and then I have to put that. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's named Birdhouse in Your Soul. So anytime it's on display or whatever, oh, okay. then you get that little. Oh, there. Okay, okay, I get it. Hopefully, most people know that it's about a nightlight and not an actual birdhouse. And he says it's working. <laughs> yes. So, oh, you, so you can plug it in. Yeah. So oh, cool. there, there, there's photos on my Flickr of that you can see what it looks like at night or whatever. That was the whole idea to get that photo of kind of a nightlight on. Um, this uh, this is the wrong cable, so I can't really plug it in right now. 
unfortunately. Oh, but it does light up. Yeah, it's, it's the same LEDs as this, so they don't really show up in, in any amount of light. Our studio lighting, yeah, it, it turns it, to it, blow it, out whatever yeah, lights it, we it have. Yeah, pretty much won't do anything. But oh. uh, um, this was actually, I just unloaded this out of the box. They shipped it back. It was on uh, display at the Longmont Museum over in um, Colorado, I want to say. They did, okay. a, they did a build. Uh, it was called Build the Lego Experience uh, Display, and they had every. I'll call it, you know, Sean Kinney did some stuff there, and they, they kind of emailed builders from all over the world and had to ship different pieces over there. So uh, I, it just just came back. Uh, I think. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I just unloaded it from the box right here in the studio. How, how do you ship something like this? I got to imagine. I mean, I get, that that has at least square edge, straight edges and stuff, yeah, yeah. so you can you can build a box. But I mean, Cthulhu is unshippable. No, right? yeah. I, I mean, unless I was there on the other end, it pretty much you can't. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to ship it. This, like I said, these two, the the, um, the birdhouse and like this little um, bird in the front here, those were all all shipped and a little. Um, there are a lot of folks in chat, by the way, that, that, that are super into They Might Be Giants, it seems oh, like. Oh, cool. So. They Might Be Giants are the best. That's why my screen name is They Might Be Giants Rules on Most Things. That, that, can you do The Sun is a Massive Incandescent Gas next? Because that's my <laughs> personal favorite. I can play it out on the accordion, but I, I, I guess I'd have to, I'd have to take a while to build. Yeah, that might be a difficult Lego <laughs> build. Uh, one-to-one scale, please. Yes. Um, so what am I holding here? It's a little uh, like a, a razor. razor. Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't use these. So it's <laughs> oh, unfamiliar yeah, no, to me, I guess. Four I blades. Um, that's fantastic. Oh, four. No, only three, three blades. blades. Triple blade. Very cool. Wow. So that was another thing that came back from over there. So how like how long? How many hours go into something like this? I, I know. I know that's a, a challenging question, but I mean, um, most builds are. I have no idea. Right, it's somewhere around like I, Cthulhu. I'm going to estimate. I think I estimated sixty hours. That's less than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, but I'm very fast at building stuff. Um, faster than most people. And and I mean, I'm sure you're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. all the rest of the time. That's the thing. I, it, uh, I mean, if you count thinking, then it was a lot more than that. <laughs> um, you know, if you think about it, um, trying to figure out the solutions to different things, how to how to uh, make stuff hold together. Um, and then just go and troubleshoot it and troubleshoot, troubleshoot, and whatnot. What's, um, like, um, about six hours in, I'm already losing questions. That's not so, good. So, um, I can't unsee the dinosaur butts <laughs> on the answer's hands now. Like, once no, you know yeah, that's no, what it is, that's all it is. That's all you Carl, see. You do this as a living, also. You build. Well, I mean, I've, I've been paid a couple times, but not nowhere near actually living on. So, but you do offer services to right. people yeah, who, yeah. who want you to build sculptures mm-hmm. or do some stuff for events, and, and what type of things you do? Well, so far, um, I did a big display about it. I think it was about twenty twenty five thousand part display uh, for a Christmas window display thing in in, uh, in the shopping center in Fresno, um, and we had like four elves and a bunch of toys and pretty much anything I'd ever built went into that because that was the first thing I did, the first uh, display. And then uh, later, the next year, I did a, um, a pier for my friend's wedding. So that was, like, for the candy table, and I made this. It's, it's called Miniland Scale. I don't know if you guys know the different scales or whatnot, but the people are about, like, that big. Mm. And then you scale everything to, like, kind of a person like that. So the pier was about, about four feet long or so, and maybe about, uh, I think it was 14 or 16 inches tall. Had uh, 20, uh, 12, 24 pylons. And then like barnacles and all that kind of stuff. There's, I mean, there's pictures on Flickr if you guys want to want to check it out. Everything's on <laughs> everything's on Flickr. Yep. Um, is there is there a community like is there are there mess- like is there a good message board for somebody if you want to get started doing like complex my- MOCs? 
is there a good place for people to go, like good resources and stuff like that, for them uh, to get started? Just to like see what other people are doing, or, or to, to get ask advice and uh, talk, you know, to chat, or is that all moved to like Facebook and Twitter and stuff these days? Um, well, actually, the I, as far as I know, I mean, I, I'm tr- I'm trying to get in the community, but most of the um, the stuff happens on Flickr. Okay, um, that's been ever since. Um, I think uh, what brick shelf kind of was too slow, and then they tried to make one called Mock Pages, and there are a lot of people that use that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot more people on Flickr because it just is, it's faster. It's more. I mean, it's, you know, it's supported by Yahoo, yeah, so it yep. doesn't. It actually works most of the time. And you can get nice big high right. resolution pictures. Yeah. And then they re- when they redesigned it, um, they, there was a lot of people saying, oh, "We're going to leave. We're going to go try something else." But I, I think there wasn't that many that actually left. Is your goal to eventually become a certified Lego certified professional or uh, or master model builder? Um, I don't think. Probably not because. Um, as far as I've talked to the other Lego survive professionals, you're kind of you're kind of limited as to what you can do oh, um, with those pieces. Yeah, by Lego, in some ways. I mean, it's not. I don't, I don't know exactly all the ins and outs of everybody, but uh, I'd rather just do it for my for myself right. and, and you know hopefully do some more stuff for offer higher or whatnot. But not, not for, so for I don't people need, who don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Lego certified professionals are the, the people who are authorized by Lego to buy directly from them in yeah. large quantities. So they can call Denmark and be like, I need 60 million of this weird they, brick in a specific can, color? By hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, but they're time. not going to be thrilled with you having your, your a Lego badge on your work if you're making the Breaking Bad meth Or even if you're right? making like horrors from beyond the Yeah, 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 yeah they'll some restrictions. The ancient yeah. ones. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's geared towards children, so you want to have not too crazy stuff. What about yeah. selling MOC kits? Um, you know, a bunch of people do that. There are quite a few people that do that. Um, from what I've seen, just kind of in general, the turnover is pretty low, and they, they have to charge. You have to charge a lot. Like, if you're going to put them, that work into it, and then it's not, not really the work to design the set as much as it is the work to get all the parts and to get all the packaging and to print everything and all that right. kind of stuff. So that just kind of becomes this, um, could I do it? Yes, but would it be worth it? Maybe. Who knows? Right. <laughs> do you, do you document everything? So, I mean, in terms of, like, the design, like, if, when you break this Cthulhu down, would you know, if would you have a way to reassemble it if you needed to? Um, if I broke it down completely to the part level, no. Uh, I don't have any kind of way. I don't usually um, document, like, exactly how everything goes together. If there's something that I really like, I'll keep it for a certain amount of years, and then if I just want to, if I've set it up enough times, I get sick of it, and then I'll just, I just don't even want to have it anymore. <laughs> and I figure... Um, it's going to be more interesting for everyone if I just build more stuff that's right. different versus keeping the same thing over and over again. Yeah. What are some of the other uh, recent Lego sets that you've liked? Um, I'm a big fan. I, I really, I've been staring at that Sydney Opera House for the last few weeks, and I really want to get it, but I feel like I just can't justify it when I've got the, the backlog that I already have. You know what's funny is that uh, I want to buy that as well, but I don't even want to build it. It's just the, the <laughs> You ba- just want the parts? The base is almost entirely dark tan, and I love that color. And uh, I just don't have very much of it, so I buy it just for the base, pretty much. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> you know, when it goes on sale, or no, that won't go on sale, but when, um, you know, there's a, disc, there's a discount days right. or whatnot, you can do something like and that. And people have, like, kind of figured out what a good price per piece is, like, versus going, if you're buying from Bricklink right, or if right, you're buying right. it from a set, and it's, it's around, like, 10 cents a piece. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's like, the rule of thumb. Um, certain parts will be, will be a lot worse. I mean, like, I bought... I bought um, I think four or five of these raptors, the little dinosaur, yeah, yeah those the little, little raptor, yeah, and uh, um, that was uh, I think those are like between nine and thirteen dollars per raptor. 
That is a lot of, of money per rap. Because what yeah. are the raptors like? Five pieces? Yeah, they're actually they're actually pretty decent. Now, that, that was another thing I was going to talk to you guys about. A lot of people hate these. Like um, adults that I meet, you see Lego makes the little raptor they make. Because they're uh, all custom pieces. Because yeah, they're, right? they're not really. They're just. Oh, they're not Lego. Right. I mean, that doesn't look yeah. like Lego. It's just no, like you, a, you right, were never. You never seen. Hold up, we're yeah, sure. see. So Lego purists know, aren't a fan of these custom pieces, right? Well, even even just like not. Uh, oh, we are not able to get the camera over there, guys. Oh, I can. Oh, no, you're oh, here comes Joey. Whatever. You Sorry, want to Joey. Do. I can. You can set him there. If you oh, that's even to. better. We're gonna put him down here on the floor. Um, what's what's the bird? Is that a, is that from Final Fantasy? Yeah, it's a, a chocobo. I never know how to pronounce those because I stopped now. playing the oh, Final Fantasy before they had voice acting. So, so it's good to yeah, know. Oh, his head turns. Oh, that's great. He's yeah, like so. cantilever. Oh, that's rad. That is fantastic. That is cool. Um. So okay, so you're going to talk about the raptor, yeah, and so the, uh, the ranker rather, and the raptor. One of the main things that I hear from from adults uh, when I'm showing them Lego stuff is they'll always complain to me about how Lego makes too many specialized parts. Yeah, and they're like, when I was a kid, they made bricks and we had fun with the bricks, and I'm like, you, the, the parts that they make now are amazing. You can do so much with them that you can't do with a brick. Like all the, a lot of the stuff with Cthulhu, you could. This would not look very good if I could only use bricks and plates. It would just be kind of. It would be okay. Very blocky. But it, yeah, it would be blocky. But like these guys, sorry. Oh, no, you're these, um, these, the like the rancor here. Uh, it looks like basically just an action figure, but you can break these down. And I, th- I forget how many pieces there are. So two, the four, fingers six, eight, and everything. 10, 12, yeah, 14, 16, 18, 20. 22 pieces. Yeah, and they're all super weird shaped. And, right. and that's they 22 well, pieces? So, yeah. so, for a, so for a Lego cannibal oh. like yourself, yeah. that so you get, is, that's you get, fantastic. You get the little hand here, and then you can take off the finger. Yeah. And then you have the oh, finger. Right. And then you can take off the claw, and you end up with like this weird... But wait, there's more. Yeah, so you get, you get the, the claw right. off of there, and you have these weird little... So you, you could, know, so you could, so you could come up with any number of applications for that. But I get, I get the point of the people saying, like, the whole point of Lego is you make stuff out of brick. So when right. they just give you a rancor, that kind of feels like a bit of a cheat. I think, <laughs> I think the larger, but I, I think the larger point is that it, in the old days you would get a Lego set, and it, it instead of having, hey, here's this thing you can build, you would say, okay, here's some dudes that have spacesuits and stuff like that, and right. you could ha- then have uh, make a space fortress with them, which is great. But I like I never ever when I had those toys would have imagined that you could get to the kind of complexity that you get with say the R two D two UCS or right, right. or the, even the you know even like the fifty dollar X wing um, the the current one that you can go to Toys R Us and pick right, up right. and and like just the mechanics of that that twist tie with rubber bands yeah, holding it, it together is a it, really yeah. neat mechanism. Yeah. Um, and it teaches kids about all sorts of stuff that's not necessarily and, and like you said, if you take that and then apply it to your own creations and it then it it's a whole it, yeah, it just, makes it add value. It's kinda like yeah. building school almost. You know, you, you learn all the different techniques. It's one it's one of my favorite moments when you're building a complex even a relatively complex Lego piece like the like the basic X Wing they have now that has like you said the rubber bands for the X foils. Right. Um, there is that moment. Not I guess there's a lot of satisfaction putting the bricks together, but there's also that great kind of eureka moment when you go, "Oh, I I understand what yeah, they I mean, did here and how this works." You really, turn the little thing it's and really ingenious, yeah. and just the, the just the the cleverness of the engineering of it is becomes evident. It's just a just a nice moment when that happens. There's actually a, a book, uh, the the Lego uh, Technic User uh, Technic Builders Guide. No Search Press does. Okay, and it's one of my favorite Lego books out of any any Lego books because most Lego books will show you how to like, build something uh, general building techniques or whatnot. This one shows you how to build like engineering mechanisms out of Technic. And there's all these crazy things you can build out of Technic that, that they've figured out um, uh, that are just insane and just really small, like little uh, offset couplings and all kinds of other little things like that. Um, 
that they've they've designed parts to almost do it, and then it, there's like other ones like the transmissions and whatnot where they have the parts actually built to do that. It's just nuts how how much. Uh, complexity can be in there well the, with the number i mean there's thousands and thousands of pieces at this point point. Yeah, yeah like with the pieces you have the mechanisms are like almost endless if 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 people apply themselves to them um what people work on next what am i working on next i had an Sorry, idea well, oh no it's okay an, i had an idea and then I, I forgot what it was <laughs> saving it um, um I'm, are you uh, are you familiar at all with uh, with the bricked Series and Will and Norm's no, 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 attempts. Don't bring this we're going to get this. We're going to because I feel like that's where minutes. this is all inevitably it going, is, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So Will, you're asking. Um, I was going to ask. Uh, Quint, Quintin in the chat wants to know about the new gray and the old gray. I don't um, know about this. I'm interested. New gray, old gray. So uh, right around the time, I think it was like the second year of the <laughs> UCS Star Destroyer, they changed the gray colors. Um, just uh, across the board, decided that uh, the gray colors did not have enough. Blue in them. Okay. So they reduced the number amount of both dark gray and light gray. Yeah, dark gray and light gray together. So they and then they did the browns later. But um, so basically, you end up having two colors. So like, I don't think on I don't think these have any. No, there's a little bit of old light gray on the bottom here. I don't know okay. if you can tell the difference. Yeah, they're, they're, that's fine. Yeah, I can see it. So uh, this it is, is that, it is lighter. That's it looks old. Like. Yeah, it looks it looks kind of yellowed, and then the new one is more bluish, kind of like a gunmetal. Mm. And people were really mad about that because. Now, if you have a split collection between the two colors, you'll have five parts in one color, five parts in the other color, and then you won't be able to build something with all the same mm. color. And it was really annoying to me when I first started because it became like they quit making one color and started making another color, so you end up not having enough of the new color to build anything until years later when you've amassed a bunch of it. So now right. I, don't, I don't care, and I actually tend to, I tend to use the new gray more because I have actually more new gray parts than all gray parts. Okay, so we, we have a contest. Yes. We, we don't we, have a very much time history left for all, doing a contest. Um, <laughs> a year and a half ago, uh, Will and I did a build-off where we both built uh, UCS kits. Will built the UCS Star, uh, Death Death Star. Star playset, and I built the UCS Super Star Destroyer over a span of 30 days, and it was a race. And so that's what <laughs> happened right there. And here, here's this, this, this is the, the exciting conclusion. This was not. You may want to look away. It's horrible. No, it's okay. Uh, oh, and then it, oh, right on the, on the both floor, kits right were rebuilt. I rebuilt mine in, within, in 24 two, within 24 hours. No, only one of them was rebuilt in 24 hours. I, I rebuilt forever. the Super Star Destroyer in Still 24 hours. Still missing pieces, by the way. Your, 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 your Star Destroyer has extra pieces so in there. So it, it lives in my living room. It, everything is all right. It was yeah. ugly to watch, though. I mean, there was the sport. <laughs> it was horrible. Your Lego is safe, sportsmanship. Yeah, that's Don't worry. Nothing's sweating now. To that. So in the spirit of building competitively, we didn't want to build a race this time. We did Later that on, last year. The last podcast. year, what did you do? Like Minecraft. We did Minecraft. Sets? Will won at the very end. It was end. just a race. It was very, very. Will didn't win at the very end. I dominated through the entire thing. Now, let's, re- let's re- be real. I think Norm had one of those moments where, like, halfway through, realized that he had like five steps ago he had made a serious. He problem. collapsed he had, at midnight. Unveiled. I know the trick was, was Will sorted. I didn't sort. Uh, and at the very end, the sorting helped. Yeah, help it, out. it'll give you a little bit. So I'm going to announce the challenge this year. So this year, I think it's a more interesting challenge. Using, I think, one of the more interesting new Lego sets. And I just oh, got yes. the Lego Studio <laughs> Architecture set. That was an appraising oh yes. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to have to <laughs> visit here. Yeah, Joey gives us this, the shot. I can, there's no way I can get this over there. Yeah, it it's an architecture set. <laughs> this is basically a, uh, I'm not gonna touch a mystery box. Well, you know exactly what's in it, but it's an open-ended box. Like you can see, it's 1,210 <laughs> pieces. In the midnight hour, sometime early in the morning. It's 5 a.m. is what we were. 6 a.m. We're blocked for right now. 6 a.m. 
for so one hour, Will and I are going to take pieces from, now. Uh, from this box and try to build something creative and artistic. Could be, architecture sounds like a reasonable thing to do with the we, architecture yeah, yeah, yeah. set. We'll, each, we'll start with each of us getting 10 no, for every $1,000 that we've raised so far. Okay. So, yeah. So for every $1,000 we've raised so far by then, we each get 10 pieces. Right. And then Norm and I will each pick a charity of our own. Mm-hmm. And the third charity, if people donate to, will get... Uh, we'll both get pieces. If they donate to one of our charities or the other, then we'll get one of us will get the piece, but the other person won't. So it's a popularity contest. It just is to be clear, much like the Hunger Games, inspired by Lego Hunger Games. Lego Hunger Games. Uh. We're looking for sponsors through the form of charity. So if I choose Electronic Frontier Foundation, every two dollars you donate to the EFF in that one hour period, I will get to get one, one extra piece. piece to build to my. Creative but don't, don't I, if you save save so keep a little reserve is what we're saying. Hold That's a little right. bit back because because you're going to want to give to me. We haven't decided which me. charities are which. We haven't decided yet, right? Or also, both of us if you like us both equally. Also, uh, you have to use all the pieces. That oh, interesting. And Gary's going to decide at the end of the hour so, who made the best creation. I think what's right. interesting is first of all, I, I love the Lego architecture series. Like I said, this was my gateway back into Lego. I think they did a very smart job of marketing these kits. Like they're more more palatable for adults than might otherwise think. Oh, Lego's kind of for kids, right? But these building these great world landmarks. It's very, it's very cool. Um, but what they've done there with the studio kit is encouraging you to to create your own architecture. And so rather than this just be a race to finish a pre-built design. You guys are going to have to get creative. And, mm-hmm. and we don't have whatever. to build something architectural. We can build whatever yeah. we want. Well, you, right? can build, you can build whatever you want. Go with a penis, guys. What, yeah. whatever, whatever it may be, you're going to be, um, you know, this is going to be more about artistic merit. What, how interesting can you create Perfect. something within a certain truly, time limit rather than who can just reach the They would the truly be first. my own creations on both one and my part, which is why I wanted to have Carl take a look at the pieces in here and maybe – Give some tips, some some words right. of advice. We are we are bingo on time, Norm. Unfortunately, so, so you'll have to get inspiration from your own heart instead of from someone else. Uh, Carl, do you, do you think distribution is is good? Do you think? Yeah, <laughs> he made a face and shook his head. Oh, your bones, Chan. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's like uh, I don't know, twenty four ones that I like in here. Maybe oh no, there's some cheese in there. Okay, so there's... there's oh, what's cheese? The, these little... Uh, no, don't tell them what the good ones are. Those ones. Get those ones. Oh, those are good. Okay, yeah, good okay. to know. And Yeah, I, 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 if you want to build anything that's not square, you're going to have to get those round ones. Get, okay. Go, go get for, real so fast. go for the round ones. I, I go for round ones myself. So, so, you, so even though this is an architecture set, you're not bound to create some kind no, of architectural building not. or anything? Okay. No. I thought I was going to take that home. So <laughs> no consolation <laughs> prize today. Carl Miriam. Uh, uh, oh, Brick, oh, yeah, go ahead. One more thing real quick. I got. I brought something for you guys. Ooh, in my Lego bag. Oh wow, what's in here? The magic bag. What's in the bag? I, 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 the bag is impressive enough on its own. Oh, oh, oh that's red. <laughs> that. Oh my god, is so that awesome. It's very. Okay, cool. I'm putting it in the spot. That is fantastic, Carl. Wow. Thank you so much. Where did you get this color orange? It's just a regular orange. I know. I can't ever. I've, I've tried to get the orange <laughs> it's before. It's expensive. Perfect representation. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, did you, did you have all the parts in stock for that? Uh, yes. I built that uh, win, uh, Tuesday night. Because those look like pr- they're all pretty standard parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's mostly squares. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you uh, so Carl, much, please, Carl. Uh, your website and your Flickr, if you want to give a shout-out. Oh, it's uh, uh, bricklaboratory.com, and then Flickr is uh, Carl Merriam. 
Just my name. And you have a, you sign your pieces, right? You have this little kind of CM yeah. uh, brick logo on the back here. C- custom printed by printerbrick.com. That's sure the only, that's so the that's only like your artist's signature. Yep. That is super cool, cool, Carl. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for you. coming up from Fresno and, and bringing your stuff to show us. Um, as always, and and guys, go out and and hit Kusu and and let's let's <laughs> let's get ten thousand on on uh, ten thousand votes on on Carl's. Uh, if you're not going to donate to charity, yeah, at least <laughs> submit your email and vote up for the the, the microscope, the working microscope, the working microscope on Kusu. Well, thank you so much, Carl. Um, we're going to switch back to the to the studio cam while we help uh, Carl get uh, Lego out of here, so you guys you, you guys can get back on your way. Um, but thank you so much. It was great to meet you, sir. Nice meeting. That you. That was excellent. Thanks thank you lot. very much. Very interesting. Um, so that marks the seventh end of the seventh hour of Octobercast. How are you guys doing right now? How are you going to keep this, or is this a, some kind of giveaway? Oh, what are we going to do? Same for the office. Oh, this is this is going on the wall. That's guys. too good. I think, I think there's that's no too, way we're giving that away. That's too good to give away. I think. Wow, that is rad, Carl. Oh, it's this like is the still perfect, plugged in, like, Joey. You look at like the T here, and it's like the right length, and yeah, it's real clever. There's a lot of craft. Oh, dude, it is That is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant! That is excellent. Um, how, so, long, how long did it take you to do that piece? Uh, three hours. Three, three hours. hours. So coming up next, we have uh, Brad Muir from Double Fine Productions, home of Broken Sword. What? Broken Sword? Iron Brigade. Are we going to Iron Brigade. make sure that Carl's and, uh, help? Uh, uh, I'm going to get something to drink. Do you need Carl, a hand? Do you need a hand, Carl? Oh, he's done. Oh, he looks like he's done this before. That is amazing. Is that not rad? Cool? Lego Cthulhu. That's so amazing. What? <laughs> so, oh, that's so, cool. so I am I am in awe of the Lego of the Lego pulls. That was it. That was. I'm glad you met Carl at uh, Bricks by the Bay. You want a seasonal Br- Kit Kat? Yeah. Do Halloween I special? Do I? Boy, howdy! Bricks by the Bay is when in uh, like Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend? Yeah, it's in the summer. It's it's later August. So it was August, August this year. It was earlier last year. Okay. Um, but it's uh, there's there's uh, there's Lego events like that. Uh, Gary, go around behind me the other way, please. There's, there's a boat. I don't want you to trip over cables and hurt yourself. Um, there's uh, there's Lego events like that around the country all the time. So like, just that keep an eye amazing. on your on your like local Craigslist and whatever to find I out when that stuff that. is. Oh, it's super cool. Yeah. Like, they're, go like, to that. This is incredible. Isn't I was that? just watching that. Um, can you turn me down? I'm a, I'm a little hot. <laughs> You're a little loud. I'm a little loud I'm in my earballs. You have better ears than the rest of the Yeah, people awesome. That's perfect. Is that good? That's perfect, yeah. Did I actually turn you down or did you turn me down? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I think you got it. I think you got it. What uh, What does orange chocolate taste like? It's white chocolate that's been dyed orange. Oh, man. <laughs> Somebody told me that uh, white chocolate is not chocolate. It's cocoa butter. <sighs> yeah, it's, All right, it's I'm gonna eat white it anyway. chocolate is full of lies. Um. Brad Muir, welcome to Octobercast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Is this me. your third appearance on Octobercast? Are you with Freezy? I think I'm, I'm just two. I feel like a bunch of Double Fine folks maybe crashed the first year I after would, the launch party for Costume Quest. I would or believe that. Or so, I would believe or something. that. Yeah. Um, it's I, funny that everyone called it Stacked. Well, it's, that's a different game. It's that, yeah, Stacked is yeah, stacked something is a, else. I, I still uh. used to subscribe. <laughs> um, so it's a family show this year. We're, we're oh trying, yeah, no, okay, good. absolutely not. No, it's not. No, no, it's never. Are we, people? How many people are watching this? Uh, I don't know. We had a few thousand people on uh, on YouTube right now. And then there were there are another nice. five or six hundred on. Hey Justin to everybody TV. out there. Hey. Um, so you've been busy this year. This has been a like totally crazy year for me. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. 
I feel like I'm on a talk show now. It's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, Will Smith. Oh, it's been a crazy year. You haven't been to the song totally. before? You've not been here before, have you? I have, no, I've been here. Oh, okay. No, I was just oh, saying the here? way that we this, yeah. is, this oh. conversation was headed. You know, it's, I feel I, you make me feel special. Ed like I'm a celebrity. Over and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's that kind of show, right? Um, you guys are just down the street from us here, right? We, yeah, dude. I just walked over. We're like two blocks from here. That's terrible. I won't tell okay, you what what's... direction. No, no, don't, don't do that. Oh, I won't tell you what direction. What do you eat for food? Because that's very important. Yeah. Lunch. Pro tips. Uh oh, man, you got me. Why, uh, you don't eat lunch. No, um, I really like Victor's. You go to Victor's? No. It's like, it's a good taco. It's, it's a decent taco. Is it away from us? Or, or? Yeah, it's away. It's the uh, other direction. All the food that we go to is in the other direction. <sighs> it's away from That's you. That's what everybody always says. I know. Yeah. Uh, Primo Patio is really good. That's another nope, nope, direction, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like right next door. Uh, everything is that direction, man. They just opened a new Mommy Burger over there. Oh, that's I, really an umami burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like a lot of people are excited about that. It was huh. weird. Like the uh, burger joint closed down. The burger and joint wasn't very good. Became a umami burger, and I'm, we were wondering, like, is it the same person? You think like, they, just, the owners, they just flipped it? They were like, they were like, yeah, we're gonna get out of this one, and like, you know, we're gonna upgrade <laughs> our franchise or something. I don't we, know. We've ridden, we've ridden burger joint as far as we yeah, can. Yeah, this is, this is it. And somebody said maybe that was their plan all along. You know, did umami burger even exist when they opened that burger joint? It's been there for a long time. It has actually. I yeah, think I don't know. Joint is okay. How long Burger is Meister is overrated. I like Burger Meister. I thought Umami oh. Burger has been around for a long time. It's in LA. LA. Not. In, in LA. LA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Monica location's been there for a while. Yeah. It's yeah. too pricey for what you get. Burger Burger Meister. Yeah. Me, yeah. We're, I, we're starting wars about burgers. Hey, man, if you're not going to start burgers with burgers, might as well. <laughs> Why not? Burger. It's either that or God. So, you know. Um, the, the, the Burgermeister coasted for a long time on the novelty of being able to order a burger and get beer at the same time. Because I think that was the first time I went into like what was essentially a fast food place. Yeah. And they were like, would you like a beer? I was like, yes. Yes. yes beer no. and a burger is delicious. Why would you not have yeah. that? Um, totally. I would do that. I'd do th- I'm doing that right now. You have a burger? No, I don't. I wish. wish Where did we get the burgers from that first year? Super Duper. Super Super Duper Burger. That's pretty good. That's a good burger. That's a good burger. It's like a fast food burger place, but totally great. Now, I've come come pretty close now, just because I feel like I've got to at least try it. Pretty close to going to Five Guys, but I feel like I'm going to regret Wait, it. Wait, where's the Five Guys? Is, is there one around us? Burlingame. Burling, uh, nah, I'm not going to Burlingame. There's one in uh, Tanfran Mall. Also. Really? Yeah, there's one in the Tanfran Mall. Second floor. That's the one that we've All come right. close to going to a couple of times. I've heard they're really good. Uh, Are you I've like- heard that it's really greasy and just not great. It is, it is food for – if you eat Five Guys regularly, you probably hate yourself. Is the way I look at it. It's that it's that greasy and good. I'm trying. That, I, that's the thing. I've been you, trying to not less of you do now. that. There, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, I, like, man. Thanks. I feel kind of weird about it. Um, I didn't want to bring you it the, up, but you, you mentioned it. No, I'll it tell first. you the secret now. You ready? Eat less? It's Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, uh, my, fiance and I, my fiance and I, we, we joined Weight Watchers. Really? And I feel weird about it because, see, that's the thing. How when, many points? That's your 90s. This is, yeah, it is, right? But it totally works, and it's basically just eat vegetables. Don't, not, don't well, not eat vegetables. vegetables eat vegetables are, instead vegetables of other things. Vegetables are free. Yeah, and like, zero points, and that's hilarious. That's awesome that you know that. That's but, actually exactly how it works, and but, it's basically a gamified way to get you to eat vegetables. I mean, that's that, what it is. And, and, that, and like, you know what? If you eat vegetables, you will lose weight. That's when they how went, it works. When they went to the point system, it's basically the gamification of dieting. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird, but I do think that it works because, like, I don't even track anymore. I just feel like it. I just eat differently now. So, what are you paying for when you do when you do that? What? What are you paying for? Um. So when we did it, it was like um. 
like we didn't go to meetings or whatever. It's like you just Hot pay like Brad. You, no, I've I, been eating I didn't since do that. I was zero <laughs> months old. <laughs> yeah, I've been eating for a long time. It's good that we just made fun of. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, everybody um, out there. This is great. I hope I don't know. This is weird. I feel worried about it because of the whole like genderification of it. You know, it's Weight like Watchers? yeah, because like for when women are on Weight Watchers, it's all like ah, it's like yay, like we're doing it together, and it's all like super supportive, and everybody's excited. I just thought it was an archaic. Concept. But I feel like when I'm like, hey, I'm I'm a dude, and I'm like doing it. It's like there's this weird like I don't want to tell anybody about it. I feel like really you got to get it out there, man. You're doing the I know. favor. I, I feel like I'm like. He, he, he's like, not. We're not welcome in curves. I'm like, oh, oh really? Is no. that it's ladies. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like people make fun of me. Well, but and so, they have, and they have. So here's the thing: is if you don't, if you never learned how to eat healthily, then however you learn how to do it is okay in my book. Like, like, yeah. Like if it's if it's that you play, you have the Weight Watchers and do the gamification stuff. It's if you read a couple of books and you're like, oh, if you put your calories you eat into an iPhone app and are yeah, like, there's like so many different yeah. ways to do it, right? Like, it's like it's just about changing your mindset about like what the hell you are putting into your body. It's weird. Well, but the thing you said is important because once you do it for a while, you once you know that oh, if I go to Five Guys and have a milkshake that's 700 calories, any way you cut it. Yeah. And that's half of what I should be – half to third of what I should be eating a day. It changes – like it's – It does F with your mind when you look at some of those, especially um, – uh, I don't know when that was. That was several years ago when they forced like chains and stuff yeah. to put the calorie information on yeah. the stuff. And you look at it and you're like, this is 3,000 calories yeah. if you were to How eat. How is like, that physically possible? You're like yeah. – you're like, if you were to eat a whole blooming onion, like it would your heart be like, just stops. It would be like two days of food. That's yeah. like what that is. And you're just like, how what? And what's worse totally crazy. is that they still put on the menu. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, like, like yeah. Well, point people, of pride. That shit point of pride. Yeah. Five thousand calories. But but I mean once you totally crazy. once you get a good feel for it, then you don't have to track it as closely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it can just become it just feels like the new normal. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird because it's it's definitely difficult. It's a weird, hard thing for a lot of people. And I don't know. I was definitely in a place where I was not. I was eating too much food. Well, And, 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 and also living in tough, San Francisco, right? damn, there's like so much amazing food yeah. everywhere you look that it's like really easy to just be like, I'm going to eat all this food. on the side yeah. of the road. Be like, this truck is going to give me a chicken fried sandwich. Yeah. Be like, I'll have one of those. I have two fried and chicken sandwiches chi- a year And now. some chips. And yeah, now it's like, oh. Yeah. So there are some sad things about it. But overall better well and you learn to make salads and stuff like that that that, that are quite happy making yep. so um so yeah well okay good. good good talk brad we'll, yeah. we'll see you next year man. <laughs> yeah okay um <laughs> so eat vegetables is basically like <sighs> that's it that's double it, fine man. double fine studio eat vegetables. says eat, yeah. eat vegetables, eat vegetables. <laughs> uh, are you guys gonna do a uh, weight watchers mmo is that what's coming next that's yeah i was thinking about it really inspired by the gamified Game, concepts that, that i'm seeing there gamification is a weird thing man that, it, there was a real popular real it, like, trendy went for a little everywhere, while. and now it's like there's a backlash about it, and people it, are like, it, it was like weirded out about it. Was it was like on the what's hot list one week, and then like it's not the hot, not the hot list. You're saying went from like, wired really to tired, wired to tired very quickly. It kind of yeah. did because I, I don't know, people just grabbed a hold of that thing and just tried to. It was like, um, like bacon. They tried to put it on everything. You know, I hate when they do that. Just and eat then, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> bacon they, just, just they, just, they just try to gamify everything, and I feel like a lot of. Uh, it did become a hot buzzword, and there were a lot of like startups formed around the concept and whatever. And it's like at the heart of it, I think it's a pretty good concept. It's just like when you add all these like biz dev douchey terms onto it, and you get all these it like does, pop it, collar it guys really talking work, about though, gamification. Like, to go back to like the oh, health thing, just, if you ugh. like people that have Fitbits, they get really into like, yeah. hitting their milestones and yep. you know and you know they're, they're in competition with people on their 
Facebook friends totally. list. Like, it, it absolutely works. works. It, it, it totally works. The, one of the coolest things that I heard about it, because um, I got one of those fuel bands. It broke, but I had it for like a year and a half. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty good but it, it was gives like you it was an like arbitrary thing yeah it has like its own metric but you kind of you know it was my sort of like hey maybe you should not play dota for like you know eight hours maybe you should so you're get off up the and, dota is what you're no, saying no no no. i'm totally still on the dota but just you know i have those days occasionally where it's like you know dota play, is this sometimes playing dota playing dota for a long time and then like looking at the fuel and you're like wow like i i have like so then you just yeah, yeah. going that's not <laughs> dota dota the the Nike fuel band is not re- <laughs> registering your APMs. No, 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 it's not. That's the thing. If, only, if only it did. I should have put it on my right wrist for when I'm. Oh, there yeah. you go. Know, for when I'm. For when you're playing. Yeah. For Dota. when I'm doting. When you're right? clicking away. Yeah. When I'm doting. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a good a good tool for me just to sort of be like be like, wow, it's like I have done nothing today, and maybe I should like go for a walk. We we put our and get a bacon we sandwich. Put, we put the Fitbit on the baby. That's to a good see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. And what happened? She, she she maxed out the number of steps per day that you're supposed to do <laughs> in like an hour for a whole day because the, because the baby is just like a fucking pinball going off. A Just little everywhere. dynamo. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Very active. I, I have the watch pocket Fitbit. I really like it. Yeah? Yeah, it's 50 bucks. Wait, did you say watch pocket? It goes in the watch pocket of your jeans. Oh, nice. Okay. That it also, sense. now my jeans have a mark where it's like where worn it is, down. Yeah. So it's like, like, remember the kids who had the pack of skull? And yeah. yeah. From the South? That looks like a little Tamagotchi. Yeah, it's, so it's pretty much that size. But it, it, it is. I think does, it have a little, does it have a little animal? It has a little... It has a smile, just like the normal Fitbit. It doesn't have the leaf in the tree, it doesn't. though. No. It doesn't have a little Pikachu in there? But no Pikachus. I wish or I like a Tamaguchi. If I could put my Pikachu in there, then it, all bets would be off. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Are you into the Pokemons? No, you know what? I, I, my younger brother is into Pokemon, and I've like never really played this it. I feel like thing? I feel like it is a generational I've, thing. I've like, never played it. I think it's people that are under 30 right now. That's your that's your target. So, oh, I, mean, no, I, I know people over thirty. There, really. there's yeah. some. I, I feel like they're kind of outliers, though. I feel like the core Pokemon, like man, it was it was strong. The Pokemon pull on my younger brother was like, and it was like life imprinting. Was it card like, games will, too? Then or he will be a Pokemon just... fan forever. There was something about like being in that target market. I think when it hit, it hit so hard, and it's just like. Man, those people will play Pokemon until they die. Yeah, so, some people are lifers. So yeah, like, you see, I, like, like X and Y comes out, and people are talking about, oh, you know, they changed this thing from like six generations of Pokemon ago. Like, wow, you've been into this for a long time. Yeah. Well, I know people who've ported their Pokemon from the first game, and I think you can go all the way through the current that one, right? That is incredible. Yeah. So I didn't know that they were like supporting it <laughs> that to that, that level. That, yeah. That's amazing. I don't. I don't know if they can do. For, I don't know if they made the jump. I assume they made the jump from GBA to three to DS. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if yeah. they made the jump from DS to 3DS. But I mean, it's it's bananas. Uh, I, that seems nuts to me that you could actually take. I the chat will tell me if I'm wrong. From that. Um, so I bought. I'm, oh, I'm sure there are some Pokemon's and oh, Pokemon, Pokemon fans. I'm sorry. Um, I would never call you a Pokemon. Shen, somebody Shenstra the, says he's 39, 29, and was just the right age to get balls deep in see, red blue. That's what so, I'm talking about, oh, right that's there. Deep. Very that's colorful language. There's, there's this. There's this. Like, yeah, this age group that man, they got drilled by the Pokemon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, Pokemon took them out to the woodshed. Is what you're that saying? That was it. Yeah, I I bought Pearl. Or white, one of those. When that yeah, came does out. it did it make sense to you when you like were playing? Well, it? You're so like, there was, you're di- like, was diamond and eh, pearl, diamond and pearl, black and I white, diamond because diamond was and better, red, better than red pearl. and green. Right? I feel like I played a little bit of it just to sort of like, yeah, okay, sure. It's like it's turn based RPG. Yeah. It's like you're collecting stuff, you're leveling them up. I get it, but like a lot of the mechanics felt very very old school Final Fantasy yeah. to me and stuff. And it's like I don't know if they've updated a lot of that stuff. So it's like. 
you know, it, it's it's like if you weren't like super invested in it, and it's like that. Those are things you can't really change as well, right? Like I, I feel like it's you can't like super modernize. Hit, hit explain. I mean, it sounds it seems very clever. I just don't understand it. Explain to me. Hopefully, you're able to do. The mechanic of when they bring out a new Pokemon this game, is, they bring them out in pairs. Like, how, what's the point of that? How does I, that work? I, the, from how I understand it, it has to do with trading. There's like, uh, yeah. I believe there's one that is exclusive to Each one either has, cart, right? Yeah. And then I think there are different flavors of Pokemon or whatever. It, it basically encourages you to trade with people who have the other one. But, That's are, they, like the big but thing. are they two different games? They're the they, same game. They're the same just game with, a few with just some like data changes, okay, right? So, so, it's you, like, so unless you are super duper hardcore, it wouldn't make sense to buy both. Correct. In order for you to yeah. catch them all, you have to trade <laughs> some of your Pokemon... What are they now? Black and white? Is I think they're X's and Y's. X's and where Y's. We're at, yeah. so you but there trade, are people that will trade Pokemon with themselves, right? I mean, they're the 3DS's. I don't know. I don't want to have those people. What, my, my, Filthy masturbatory my, Pokemon traders. My wife has considered getting a second copy of Animal Crossing so that she can trade things. Now, now oh that I can God, get that's behind. Excessive. <laughs> so the thing, the weird thing. So I've been playing X or yeah. Y, whichever yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I got Y because I figured I'm a dude. I got a Y chromosome. Might as well lean into that. But you would buy X and then hopefully, like, if we were both into Pokemon, we yeah. would make a deal. I'll get X. Yeah, you get yeah. Y. You totally okay. would. But and I think it's do only that all like the, the time. crazy high level ones that matter anyway. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't everybody think gets that's Pikachu. for casuals. I heard yeah. that they, there's like an incentive for trading them, and they level up faster if you got it from somebody yeah, else think, or something. True. Like there's some there's some incentive to like let you. Yeah. So in much the same way that Animal Crossing though still has all the rough Nintendo edges that have been with that game since the very beginning, like the text speed is yes, really slow yes. and annoying shit like that. Yep. They've modernized. It seems like they've they've changed some of the Pokemon stuff and added some new stuff to it. But it is still has a lot of the rough like. It's totally going to have some like battle archaic things in yeah. there. You know that it's like you can't change it because people would get like super upset. And I mean, you know, from this is my like you know putting my douchey business hat on or whatever. I business I've guy been, Brad Muir. I, oh, I I okay over the last like three What's your years or whatever. Like today, oh God, Brad. I hate you. Don't. Uh, What's the ARPU? I just, you can't, oh, just stop I know all saying these words. The, stop saying I don't the know terms. what they mean. Stop saying them. Um, I just, I've been exposed to like the, the sort of gritty, and like I'm not the saying dirty I'm an expert. Side. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but like I have been exposed to things like PL sheets and ARPUPUs and Arpoo-poo. all this like ah, crazy you're shit. You're saying magic words now. And it's the worst, and it's the absolute worst because like I just want to make video games, man. Like, like I just want to make video games, but. Guess what? Like the people who make video games need to eat. So there you yeah. go. Like you that's want, how you, it works. You can make one and not know about that stuff, but if you, yeah. you're not going to make, make that second yeah, one yeah. without that. Yeah. So so like with with a franchise, basically is where I'm going with this. Like with a franchise, like you're you're strongly disincentivized to actually change things because you already have all these people. Especially when you're talking about the third one. You know, you've already proven that you can like make one. You can make another one, and all those people showed up to play it again, and maybe it even grew. Now you're going to make the third one like I you're not going to change stuff like and it's weird because sometimes the the hardcore fans actually want to see it sort of evolve yeah. and change and whatever but I don't know there's just like it's so hard to like reimagine that stuff and fortunately for myself I've never had to re- have to actually do this because uh, it requires <laughs> insane success and building a franchise video game and then you're then you have this problem it's a good problem to have give it give it time Brad uh, I've never had this problem so but it, but, uh, but, maybe but, one day but once, but you, but not once today. you are into like franchise series territory that is the that's the problem right how do you how do you continue to iterate and keep it fresh, but also keep it the same? It's that, really difficult. People want the same, but they also want to feel like it's something new at the same time. Yeah, it's maybe a, make your characters memorable, but not necessarily 
have the linchpin be the gameplay. So yeah. I mean, do they do they I introduce new m- kinds of Pokemon each? Each game is that what they yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. there. I think oh, there are man. probably thousands. I'm, I'm of Pokemon. no expert. It's but not 150 anymore. There's a shitload of Pokemon. I believe that's the official number that <laughs> Nintendo we, will sell you. Can we get shitload of Pokemon? <laughs> I mean, how many? How many? How many distinct Pokemons are there in the Beast? Oh, you know what? This is oh, in Wolf Alpha. I love the, Siri. Can tell you. I love the. How many Pokemon are there? Is, is Wolfram Alpha going to know nails that? It. Wolfram Alpha is now has, has tapped into the Pokedex. 754 Pokemon. Holy shit, that's, I knew it! That's not as many as I that doesn't thought. I don't no, think that, that's right. That doesn't sound lot. like that that's many. A that's a lot. It no, started I, with 150. I think it was 150, and then they add yeah. like 100 each time. That, that could totally be the number. That's not a lot of biodiversity. Are there like Pokemon <laughs> that could turn into like furniture now? I don't know if they've there's, gone I think to that. There's one that turns into like a radiator I, or like a I, washing machine. I shit. I think we're they're probably so out much of trouble ideas. on this talk. <laughs> How just are turn, it just becomes transformers. I wish I was a Pokemon expert. I'm coming on here as like video game guy, and it's like I don't know anything about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how Someone tall is Batman, Brandon? How tall Thank is you Batman? For, that's been there for like three hours. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. been bothering me. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's, it's a weird like. It's a Chloe. I should also. This is not a. This is, I mean, you are streaming this, but people are going to listen live. to it, right? Yeah, it's archived. Yeah. Are you going to talk okay. to you about Xbox again this year? No, what? Last year no. you came in hard about it. Mean, you were only here for no. like 30 minutes and you I came in not. F- hot and I heavy. I would not do that. About, um, yeah. There was a hair on this microphone. It's a, it was a dog to, hair. For the people that are not oh, watching this. Can you turn this, my you know? uh, earphones Sorry. down just a little yeah, bit? Of course. Everyone is super loud. Um, <laughs> you just get tired. That might be me. What? Sorry. You're just tired. Sorry. Yeah, it's just What video games are you guys playing right now? You're, you're playing. You're all up into the Nintendo action. It sounds like your your 3ds is like. I got hard into Legend of Zelda for a while because I was excited about the new the, the new Wind the Waker one. The Link Cell. No, well, I love Wind Waker. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. Like my with the baby in the house, my time for games is yeah. relatively limited. So oh, I'll probably man. play Wind Waker in March, like when when I when I have no new stuff. Sure, sure. But I've been playing GTA, which is which is I don't I don't generally like GTA games. Like I, I like I play, GTA. 3. I think I've played half of every single GTA game. That's yeah. it. I just like I sort of reach this point where I can't. I don't know. I just don't want to come back to it anymore, and I don't really know why. Because they're, I'm always like excited when they come out, and I'm have no problem like picking them up right away, and then uh, and something. Well, I don't know. well, they 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 usually build really good worlds, and then either the characters kind of don't like. GTA 4, Nico was this guy who was trying to get out of being a criminal, and then you just yeah. played a fucking raving psychopath throughout the city. Um, I mean, that meant, maybe that was just me. It, no, like, no, no, There's always this weird dichotomy. I think, dichotomy. That's, most <laughs> I think yeah. that's most people. And, and I got bored of all the weird, like, every time they force you to do something, like, in San Andreas when you had to go to the gym and work out or else you couldn't run fast, stuff like that, I got tired of that. Yeah. That stuff's all gone, it seems yeah. like. It does seem like they scaled that, uh, yeah, because there was a lot of the um, kind of like your buddies calling you up and you had to like yeah. maintain those relationships in four where I, you'd be I, like, I got to go play pool with yeah. this guy because he's really sad. I used like, to like, uh, Ro- it's Nico, it's Roman. Let's <laughs> like, go to the titty bar. Titties, titties, titties. <laughs> I would always go. That's pretty good. That didn't feel like a chore to me at all. <laughs> but that was the best. Like when you got the phone call, you're like, oh, it's Roman. I yeah, love it's Roman. Roman. It's the best Nico. I used to love him. Yeah. He was great. I d- somebody brought this up. I don't know if people have talked about this. I don't even know how I accurate it was but my friend jeff at work he was like oh it's cool that the the three character thing that they have it's sort of like like different archetypes and sort of different characters that yeah. they portrayed like throughout the gta games where like you know the first one was sort of like just a psychopath so they're like yeah trevor is like your psychopath guy whatever and then um the vice city, city dude yep. is very much the like michael character yeah and then the uh san andreas dude is very much like the um franklin franklin character and it's just weird it's kind of so cool racist. that 
I guess that's because he's black, isn't it? Isn't it brown? Um, also, I'm and like, Italian I'm super bummed that they like, you know, they choose to make a GTA game with three main characters and not one of them is a woman. Like that is such a huge missed opportunity because it's a way to, you know, I mean, they say so, there's all these there's all these figures and stats about like uh, games with female leads like sell less than others, and that it's like but they could have hidden thing. it in there. And I feel like they yeah. could have they could have like slid it in there in a way that was like really interesting and tasteful and also didn't like you know would also not like have their their shareholders like come down on them with these statistics and stuff and they like totally failed it's two white guys and a black guy like i i don't know i bet if they did like norm you should have been the third one that's right right. we should have an asian guy yeah i could have all the car washes an african-american woman and okay i don't know And, and the white dude and, and a white guy. <laughs> an Italian. Let's, let's Maybe not a white a guy. Bit. Like, what would it look like if they just didn't have a white guy in it? I don't well, know. They'd sell, like, 50 million copies again. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. That's the thing, too. It's like, how badly... You know, we were talking about franchise stuff. Like, how badly could you really screw it up? I think that, I don't know. I think that Bully 2 is going to star a woman. Yeah? I think that's Are they working They're going to go to a girl's prep school. I never played that game. I've heard it's that really good. That game is great. I, a lot of people will say that that is Rockstar. It does not hold game. up at all, I don't think. Oh, it does. I, I can't imagine it does. I was... Because it's a bunch of really weird mini games. I was talking recently about how one of the things I'm most excited about, one of the things that gets me through the day, is the prospect that at some point in, the, in this next generation there'll be a new Red Dead game in, in next gen. Which I'm like, oh, just just think about it. And somebody responded saying, like, think about it if they took the three player model from GTA and did like a good, the bad, and the ugly kind of thing. <sighs> yeah, be so awesome. Be amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, I mean, I enjoyed GTA. We, that we, game we, did very well too. I mean, we, we just, might be working on it. We, 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 I think it's one of the games of the generation. Red Dead. It's fantastic. I, I got bored another, with Red Dead. Another game of the played. Have, I went to Mexico. That was it. And I heard it gets really good in Mexico. Did but you I, like, that's it. I got really annoyed because there's that beautiful musical thing that had that mo- mu- moment when you ride into Mexico for the first time. It didn't yeah. happen to me because I rode in on the wrong horse. Oh. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I was very upset about that. Literally on the wrong. Horse. I played it all the way through the end. I loved every minute of that game. And I'm enjoying GTA as well. Like it's weird. We were talking about shorter games earlier, and I, as someone who is struggles to find the time in the day anymore. You know, when you've got kids, it's harder to play games. I love. I very, very much admire the amount of content. It's like, oh my god, how much did they pack into this game? It's, it's kind ridiculous. of insane. Though. It's do overwhelming. You, do you have like a, but it's like, like a, like, like it almost feels like it was made by crazy people or something. Like, oh, I had a, yeah. there's no question that it was made I, by crazy people. But I was just like, you know, you didn't have to spend like all the money to do this. Now, yeah. granted, they made it all back immediately, but it was the kind of thing where it's like. I think it was that first plane mission where they're like, "Hey, fly the plane," and you're just like, start flying around the city, and you're like. Are you are you serious? Yeah, really. It, I mean, it's is it's, this real? It's like, nuts. Just just as <laughs> it's a, totally just crazy. As an artistic technical achievement is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I do find it almost. I'm halfway through it right now, and it's almost becoming like a chore. Like, I want to finish it, and I have fun when I play it. But I feel like, oh, I guess I should finish it. But it's, it's almost too much game. If you yeah. take games two days you can off, finish in two or three hours. Yeah. Like some of my we said earlier, some of my favorite games from this year are games like Brothers and uh, Gone Home and Stanley Parable. Things you can play in a Gone few Home hours. Fantastic. I feel like you've had a complete experience. I haven't um, played but that I will, I, and the problem with GTA is not a problem. It's a, it's a great thing. It's a good problem to have. But like, I will pick up GTA, play all night, and actually make no progress because all yeah. I'm going to just tool around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go do some yoga. No, I'll Tanya, I don't want to tr- tow any cars. Thank you. We're yeah. done. Oh my god, that, um, Tanya and her tow truck. Tanya's great. Towing is I, terrible. I did not finish those missions. I oh. didn't want to do that. That part is crazy. The like, um, I did like Tanya, like driving around in the in the world, and like just the world is. Just totally fucking amazing. But then when you go to do the story missions, a lot of times they have you do the most boring things I can imagine. Like the one where you go to the dock and you have to like be like I'm stacking containers at the at the dock. I thought that one was pretty good. You really liked it? 
I, God. Like, I liked driving. Oh, no. Was that like, the team? Huh? They still was it like have the end of eight team where you're like moving containers. Uh, kind of, yeah. Sure. Wire they still two. have only the, way they, less they have, exciting. They have not the wire eliminated. season two. They Wait. have not yet eliminated all the busy work from the GTA. Games. I don't think it's possible. The thing where you're moving the containers around on the big yeah. crane it was just boring. The big problem with the, the game, tow truck missions are just boring. Yeah, it's like I and and it's weird because my only my only like sort of thinking about like why would they do this like from a game design perspective is that. A lot of those things that you're doing are like the setups for the big heists, yeah. and the heists seem pretty cool. The heists suck. Cool. And there's great. so what they're doing is like, and I don't even know if this is intentional because I don't know why you would put something boring like stacking containers into your video game, but it creates this like huge delta between like the mundane things where like stacking containers and then like the big heists, right. and so the he- it actually feels higher. It feels like artificially higher than it would because it's like, oh yeah, I had to stack a bunch they of boxes, had to put some lows in. I, yeah, it's like I had to do a bunch of like boring oh. shit I mean, to set it up, I, I, and then boom, I get this huge. I high. guess it's, it's not an ideal way to create that. I, that, that I suppose, but like you're right. But it does when, create when, it, right? When you finally done all the setup, it's like right, it's time to go on the heist. You you are totally amped up for it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Something exciting's gonna happen. And it's like if you were doing like a bunch of super exciting things, and then you do the heist, the heist is not as right. exciting, I guess. Like by definition, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Guys, but I, I, am, I, I am enjoying it. Immensely. We have reached $8,000. Hey, that's that awesome. Raised, that's uh, awesome. Charity that's right fantastic. Now. Thanks for donating. Um, we are $2,000 away from our first stretch goal, our second stretch goal. Which is what, what is happening at $10,000? Uh, Will's getting slapped in the face. Is that oh, what we decided? Man. I thought we had something else first. I thought slapping in the face was twenty grand. <laughs> no, no, you can't change that. <laughs> no, you can't change that. Um, man, I could take my glasses off first, right? I, yes. Who gets to slap him? Norm. That is undecided yet. No, no, I'm not letting Gary slap me. Hmm. Why not? So we've got, got thirty minutes. Members. I've been slapped by I you. I don't want to see. That's the thing. I don't even want to slap I was, you. I was going to say that, that slap. Like in Space Rocks, that would be a legitimate move that you could make. <laughs> a, we're not talking about Wait, Space Rocks anymore. You didn't hear my game idea. Who was it? No, 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 okay, no, no, great. No, no, no. Oh my a, god, he's an actual game designer. Okay, yeah, ready? You're gonna. I'll, okay, oh god, I'll do this. Okay, okay. We only this only have, takes thirty seconds to explain if you just don't interrupt and let me explain. We only it. have fourteen to, hours left, so wait, be wait. Fast. Okay, this is going to be fantastic. All it right? only no, took as not. long as let it me, did last time because Will would not let me explain. So you kept interrupting. Before you start, insane questions. Before you start, okay. You said that, yeah, I've had a weird year. I had a weird year. My, the first half of my year was pitching video games to publishers, okay? Oh, so you've done this before. That's super weird. But this is my revenge, okay? So Wait, I'm going to be the video game publisher. Are you going to think about gonna, this for a minute and then decide like if you want to do it on the internet? <laughs> is this going to be like Shark Tank? And no, I want to do this. Take this, it is great. Okay. this is going to be great. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, yeah. The end of Brad Muir. <laughs> okay, All Gary. I know is okay. community is already behind me on this. Okay. Oh, they are. Maybe I don't yeah. want to do this. No, I don't want. I want to go do ahead. This. You know, it's I good. Think, you know, maybe it's we good I either like way. It's not, it's not going to be as good. The same I, you've time. already set it up. It's too late. You're committed. <laughs> go. You have thirty seconds. I'm timing. All right. So it's okay. I, from what I, I mean, and you can and you can okay, Gary. on my pitching technique as well. Gary, I've got Gary's pitched movies in Hollywood. Right, he got a lot of things. <laughs> keep it. Keep it short. I've got right. a lot of things. Yeah. Look, I've got an important meeting later. So, all right. Don't get that out of my face. So it's called Space Rocks. Okay, Space Rock. Space Rock. Sure. Are you deliberately looking at your phone just to fuck with me? What? Uh, no. Okay. All right. You nope. This is good. I mean, nobody will ever do this if you pitch a video game to them. Ten seconds left. Okay. Oh, I only have ten seconds left? How much yeah. time were you giving me? You Space said you could do it in 30 seconds. Space no. Rocks. Okay. Well, you've, well, I fucked it now. I didn't Space, realize that, yeah. I didn't realize you were going to do Do you need these. a do-over? That was your 30 seconds. No, you, know, uh, you, got, you guys don't do, deserve, do you, space, you guys do you don't deserve to, Space Rocks. Do you need to come back I'm later? I'm just going to take it to Kickstarter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> look, that was terrifying. These, these, I was really scared. These guys, look. Brad's I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Brad, Brad knows. Just, this is, hand scene. 
I'm totally, I'm like totally fucking with you. It's like it is very intimidating to go into a boardroom and you've got a bunch of like no, I, dudes I, that are in suits I, or I, like whatever, and they're and they're just like they hear hundreds of these each yeah. year, you know. So it's yeah. like you have to bring something that's like gonna. Like it's, blow them away, it's and it's GTA like GTA uh, meets Enter the Dragon, and it also can't cost three hundred million dollars. Like it's what you Mech just said. Warrior Two meets Dota. All right, now I'm interested. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about let's talk yeah. about Mechs and yeah, m- Mechs and Mech Mobas. Mech yeah, Mech I think that's great. Right. I think we're ready yeah. to go. Mech See? Now I'm interested. <laughs> Space Rocks. Go. I I actually really do want to hear about it now that I've like. It's a board with game. You. So look, my problem with board games is okay. that they're too complicated. There's too many rules, and they take ages to play. Okay. Like, like, some do, some don't. You're, you know. But they're all Brad really, Muir, board game aficionado. They're going to be, all right. Just, just, setting up a lot all of the, them do. just setting up all the pieces and giving everyone all the cards and the tokens. It can, it can be. take yeah. hours. Right? That's, I, it, who needs it? So this is a board game that's more accessible to people that anyone can understand. Okay. So it's called Space Rocks. All right? And you, for, it, it, it can Are be, you talking about asteroids or? So you're doing what he, just let me talk, <laughs> tell you the. Do you do this when you pitch a movie? No, because people don't ask stupid questions when I pitch a movie. They're professionals. You just go in and say it's the social me- network meets I Jurassic go, I Park? Go, I go, yes. I go in there and I say it's Miss Congeniality meets Enter the Dragon. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. Actually, I would do actually I actually watch that. Um, yeah, that sounds really oh, good. Edit this part out, Joey. Cut, cut the theory. Let me just email that to myself. Hold on. Urgent. It's our time. It's our time. Okay, can I pitch Space Rocks? I can yeah, do this. Yeah, let, I can do this. Oh, you're going to pitch Space yeah. Rocks. I can pitch. All right, let's see I, how much I you absorb. Yeah, All right. okay, Space Rocks. So you take a piece of cardboard yeah. with stars around the edge. Okay. It can be three feet by two feet, five feet by seven feet. You can go behind Safeway and get it. It doesn't matter. Okay. You just have to put some stars around the edge with a marker. Okay. Then you pick up 100 pieces of gravel from your driveway or the side of the road. All right. Or maybe you go to the local park and steal it from there. This, okay. is, cool. this is the version you can do yourself, but I would actually sell yeah. a property. I want to hear about prototype of Space Rocks. Creative Commons, so you can do it yourself. Anyway, anyway, Just like, like Cards it. Against okay. Humanity. Yeah, you yeah. print out your own Dude, card. Max Temp okay. again. Max Temp can shout out. I love that guy. And then you pour the hundred stones okay. into the playing field, the piece of cardboard. It's a hundred space rocks. Those are the space rocks. in the yeah. center right. of the, of they, the can, board. They're asteroids. You're a miner. At the start, nobody owns okay. them. You're it's a miner. hundred rocks you're a miner. in space. So you can't drink yet. No. If they're in the middle, they don't belong to you. If you hold them, they belong to you. And the goal is at the end of the game, 30 minutes, you want to hold as many rocks as possible. Okay. How Did do I, I do a good job? The person who has the most rocks wins. How do I get my rocks? Well, Any way you want. You There's you no rules. You didn't even talk about the character sheets in Wait, the role playing. What? I didn't, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm sorry. I thought that was only a stretch goal. So this sounds violent. Because because the game is so simple, it's very scalable. It can it's any from anything from two to as many players as you want. There's no limit on the number of players. As many sure. as you can get around the game board. Okay. All right. And there's a clock. It's only 30 minutes. All so right. no game can last longer than 30 minutes. Why would it be 30 minutes? Just because it just seems like a good time. I mean, that could change but as, like, we, as we play because, test because it. a lot of people, when they play board games, they look for the 20 to 30 minute. Oh, okay, yeah. The, the, the 20 to 30 yeah. minute with the little yeah. clock yeah. next to exactly it. And you're like, how much it, just, time it just feels okay. like a good, a good time. Wait, wait, wait. But, so wait, there are no... It's just a fucking free for all where everybody grabs rocks. <laughs> I mean, and you, you can establish like, abuses each other. Yes. Like, are you kidding That's me? The, no, you, but, but in this character, game should be but, one minute but, long. But in char- set the timer well, one minute. It's a game designer in, right there. In character, because wow. you're going to spend 15, 20 minutes making up your character sheet. What's but on my character sheet? Anything you want. You can be anybody you want. That's the whole well, point of well, it. Well, while you're writing down your character sheet, I'm putting rocks no, in my pants. No, but you can't actually grab the rocks until everyone's turned in their character <laughs> sheets. And then once the clock goes, <laughs> okay. you've got 20 or 30 minutes, whatever you want to say the time okay. limit is. You can set the time limit yourself. Are you going to include an egg timer? And at the end of the game, the person with the most rocks is declared the winner. See? Okay. 
I, yes or no, <laughs> game publisher man. I, um, the rocks are cheap. The cardboard you can get behind Safeway. Yeah, so like, costs are low. I like that. Marketing may I be like a little that. high. Uh, yeah, I... The lawyers are probably going to clean you out. I feel like the first playtest of this game is going to be an unmitigated disaster. Your initial instinct is right. It's going to become violent very quickly because obviously that's the best way to get the rocks. Yeah. You get hourglass, right? A little half hourglass. Oh, man. So good. But, like, yeah, I think I think the one-minute version of this game is pretty fun. But, man, you're grabbing rocks. <laughs> well, so no, but, they, but they would be, but, you know, they would be, like, little round asteroid type. You could paint Gary, them. You could make them look pretty. You could down. use marbles for the classy version. What? Some are spiky. Yeah. And you know what you could do? You could put a, If you wanted to make it more interesting, you could put a couple of rocks in there that are, like, really valuable ones. Like, like real, like real the gold. golden snitch rock would be in there. That's the one that everybody wants. So, That's worth like half, sure. the other, all the, half all the other rocks put together. All right. And, and, then and the like people is, would really be fighting over that one. I'm coming around on this, Gary. They're like, there's an getting, interesting risk reward balance because if I'm you pick you, up one rock, is you can it. throw it at I somebody, could, could, and that's going to make them drop I their rocks. I could kickstart this right now, and it would why be funded you, by the end of the podcast. Why do you need a? Um, You're seeing this through a very special Why do you need the cardboard? Is that just to set the mood? Why is there a playing field? It's a fucking board game, Brad. (laughs) Well, that's just to provide provide context. That makes it appear that the rocks are in space. Sure. It's a space star Because you could just put it out on the blacktop and you'd be fine. Well, I'm saying that's that's why it's great. Like, this is not, and it doesn't have to be an expensive game. I see. I like... like, If you're disadvantaged, you can take a marker and put it on the ground. This is for all demographics. It's like bomb fights for kids. Working class families. (laughs) It is. It's going to become bomb fights for kids immediately. You can go out and buy buy the the expensive version with the nice glittery star field, the deluxe version with the the hand-shaped space rocks. Or you could just get some rocks and and like a a towel and put it down. (laughs) <laughs> and just and play. Do you think the hungry, hungry hippos people are going to come after you? No, because it's nothing like right. No, they've got, I mean, hungry, hungry, yeah, I don't know. You think we're clear? Yeah. Dude, double H, it's fine. Actually, wait, is it triple H? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're double triple hungry, H. right? Triple H. Whoa. Whoa, triple I bet. Whoa. Whoa. Is that what, is that where he got his name? Hungry, hungry hippo. I bet it, it is. Story checks out. Yeah, I think that's what He's pretty big. <laughs> what about the says. hair, though? <laughs> we'll ask Jeff tomorrow morning. Well, look, I, I've always been taught Amazing. to believe that the, the best game designs ultimately be the most simple and easy to understand. Yeah. This is, it's, like, look, you know how, like, with the Wii, like, your parents yes. can play? You yes. can play this with your parents? It's true. There's definitely, with, like, with elderly relatives. There's definitely <laughs> a mass market appeal to it. It's if, weird, yeah. though, because you, you led your pitch with, like, you know, there's a lot of complicated board games, blah, 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 blah. But, like... A lot of people like really complicated yeah. games. Like, That's true, but I think there are, that. I, but that, and that market's already very well served. served. Okay, <laughs> this is for the, the casual gamers. This, this, is, this, this, is, this is for casual, the casual gamers casual who violent, enjoy physical violence. Casual violence. I, I, I can see that. That's going to be the name of my game company, Casual Violence. I think starting the pitch with things that people there. don't <laughs> like is probably a mistake, though. I think you should start the pitch with things that people do yeah. like. So you should say, if you like casual violence and punching your friends yeah, in the face, that's it. Have we got the game for you? This game. Is you know how like these, these complex games like are perfect for the European market, you know, these, like Candyland. Yeah, like the really complex rules and like the Europeans, yeah. Germans love them. Yep. Americans, they like simple shit and they like violence. <laughs> this guy, and they like greed. This game is greed about is see, I, if they're fucking gold coins and everybody's like a. Well, but these are like these. The reason you're mining these asteroids, these space rocks, is because they they're rich with gold and uh, yeah. all the marbles. All right, you're not fighting over a bunch of worthless rocks. So, these rocks of course are worth not. Of course, of course, and that would that wouldn't make sense. But an important part of your business potential for a board game is expansions and stuff like that. What do you do? Yeah. Like, like you get some impediments, like handcuffs. Well, I haven't started thinking about. Gags, I haven't started thinking about expansions. Blindfold yet. stuff like that. Just go down to the local S and M shop. You're you definitely going to get that. You could easily do add-on packs for this, though. 
It is true. It's, it's you are going to complicate your more beautifully rocks. simple uh, design, though. You're, even your golden rock. You could get I, a decorative board. You, you know, you're see, starting felt, to so go like towards was, Rainier Canadian. See, that's what I know? felt like I was pandering to. to is what, that like, how you say that guy's name? I have no idea. I don't know. I just made it up. See, in a pitch, you think that, yeah, that's that's the mistake that you make. You got to stay true to the vision. Well, guys, I think like I feel like I, I'm missing an element. I'm like, oh, but uh, it could have yes. gold rocks in it. You don't want to yes. do that. You want to say, well, this is the vision. It's a show about nothing. Yeah, I learned that from Seinfeld. Yeah, that's right. Take it or leave it. All the way down. If you don't want space rocks. I'll go across the street and they'll sure. take it. ABC no. will take this and in you a can second. Expl- and you can explain to your boss why you but passed you, on the biggest game. But then you game. go across the street. Guess <laughs> what? They don't want Space Rocks either. I think that Space Rocks is a perfect guy. Kickstarter game. I, I think oh, you can't no. go wrong here. It's so here. sad, Brad. It's so sad. <laughs> it totally happens. It happened to me. But then we did kickstart something else and it was awesome. I know. See? I, you know, it took me a long time to realize that your art had two, a fa- it was a candlestick in faces. Oh, Yeah. I, I'm bad at the stuff massive like that. chalice. Yes, the massive chalice is actually two. It's two faces. I, I we didn't. Get it now. We didn't invent that. That's a I thing. Know. It's old. It's a thing from before. Um, it's a thing from the before. Old times. We're borrowing it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's we're actually putting that into the game. It's going to be awesome. Really? That's going to be. It's going to be your advisor. Do you know anything about the game? I, you, I, so I know. I know it? that it's got some MOBA stuff. I backed you on Kickstarter. It doesn't have MOBA stuff. What I do thought you? Thought it was a MOBA thing. Oh my god. Okay, explain what massive. I got to learn. Explain what massive chalice is. Massive Chalice, uh, tactical strategy game okay. on an epic timeline. I always do this. It's an epic so, timeline. So the timeline That's starts the time. over here and then goes yeah, to here? That's the time okay. passing. That's just like an elbow length. So it's not <laughs> like going long. from empty to full in gas. It sort of is. I guess it's like... Should you yeah, be going know. that way? Yeah, it's like I the guess. clock. Okay, it's a sun. It's a sun rise. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, good. that's good. it. That's it. That's why it felt so good. Is it on a civilization? No, no, no. no. Okay. Let me... You have to stop talking now. Sorry. All right? Let it wash over you. <laughs> So tactical strategy at Epic Timeline. So it's uh, split into two parts. Um, there's a strategy section to the game where it's like very high level and you are this immortal ruler and you're uh, leading this kingdom in a defense against this demonic invasion. So the big twist is that it's going to last for uh, hundreds of years. I haven't actually pitched this in a while. I haven't had game to. game is going to last awesome. for hundreds of years? The or game is, your playthrough will last okay. hundreds of years. Okay. But, you know, actual game time, not hundreds not of hundreds. years. That sounds yeah, much yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you're going to be managing all of these like heroic uh, bloodlines, and you'll be uh, creating marriages and like making all these like really important decisions. And then the heroes will actually grow old and die over the course of the timeline, and you'll have to make sure that like they're having children that will grow up to be the um, the heroes in like the next generation. So, if they're good so at something, forth. you want to pass on the good genes, so you have exactly, more people yeah. that are good at and, that thing. Exactly, yeah. And we're working cool. on like a very light kind of genetic system that will allow you to pass on certain traits, so that the kids will have stuff from the parents. Maybe like Punnett squares. Okay, we'll probably talk about Punnett squares with you guys for a while. Yeah, peas. Um, it's all so, about peas. So that's like the. Uh, the strategy layer and then when the demons actually invade one of the regions on the map um while the timeline's running it'll freeze the timeline and you'll go into a tactical battle much like uh final fantasy tactics or XCOM, and then you'll uh deploy a small squad of these heroes to fight these demons and then you'll bring uh kind of like their remnants and stuff back into the strategy layer the structure is really based around um XCOM, either old XCOM or new XCOM. yeah um and so you'll be researching this like weird demonic technology and trying to figure out like how the invasion's working and try to stop it. But it's going to take yeah, th- that's the big twist that we're trying to lean into is that it's going to take you know, several generations in order to actually like solve this problem. So uh, the kind of like eugenics and the like making sure that you're you're having strong heroes throughout. Maybe I, I, we're looking at about four or five generations. Is he writing up the Kickstarter for Space Rocks right now? No, he, he might, might have be. just shot the video. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that's the core of it. Is that it's like um, you know we're looking at uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and XCOM and Fire Emblem. 
Um, I mean, I love the XCOM remake, and I was really, I feel like that brought so many people into into tactical strategy games. And that was, like, I've had this idea for a really long time, but I just didn't think that I could pitch it to publishers. I was pitching a different game, um, but then that, you know, the new XCOM came out, and it was like, oh, man, like, it turns out that people actually like turn-based strategy? What the hell is going on? Like, it was kind of shocking. Well, but, but I mean, the thing, one of the things I like about XCOM is that kind of the, the because of, you spend some time in the meta game, and then you spend time in the tactical game, you get to kind of, like, the pay, it, it breaks up the pace a little bit more if you're not totally. super into tactical strategy yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's, I mean, I think that's, that's what kind of what made that game special. It's cool. I, I just love that, uh, that overall structure. Like, very few strategy games have that, where the high level is super, super high level. Like, you're managing the whole, like, in our case, it's like you'll be managing the entire kingdom. And, like, uh, there are all these keeps around the realm that you'll be, that's where you'll be retiring your heroes and kind of marrying them off um, to one another to, like, have kids. Um, and so, so it's, like, really high level. And then the tactics, it's, like, you know, at the human scale, and you're only going to be controlling, like, a five-man hero squad against, like, against the demons. So it's, it, it has, like, real, like, uh, low-level, like, intimacy where you're, like, you know, seeing these human characters, like, fight in this tactical combat. And then all of the, um, uh, I guess, like, all the consequences and stuff that happen in the, at the high level. So does it, do you have, like, the kind of, like, the tale that you have in, like, the European... The, those games that simulate all of the European monarchy for the last Crusader Kings. Crusader, so Crusader Kings, Kings is super popular. Like we're, it's going to be Crusader Kings light. Okay. You know, I mean, a lot of it is that you know people have we, we reference Game of Thrones in the pitch as well because okay. uh, it's like been a big influence on us. Um, but a lot of the kind of like political backstabbing stuff, we're gonna just take a pass on that. It's kind of like. Uh, these families are like coming together to actually fight this invasion. Unified menace. It's just we can't, you know, we can't tackle everything because I think that, that that's a really interesting thing to try to get into the game as well. Like having the families sort of hate each other, backstab each other, and you're sort of like trying to control them and sort it out. But um, I think it's just like focusing on the actual just like demon invasion being the, the real threat uh, is just a better way for the game. It's a way to streamline it down just because like, man. It could get crazy. There are there are so many ideas, and I mean, one of the coolest things about like going to Kickstarter with it is that we took it when it was just like it's just a concept, you know. That's it. We had two pieces of concept art, and we shot a video, and I was talking about the game, and like that's it. Um, so the cool thing about it is that people have all these ideas and suggestions and shit, and like we can actually work them into the game, and it's really cool that like. Uh, we're doing this whole like open development thing. We stream every other week, and it's just like we show people our progress, and and the game looks terrible. But it looks I mean, terrible. But right that's now. always the case, showing, right? It, oh, it's always yeah. the case. But but people don't know, you know. So it's it's a little bit weird to like, what does the game look like four weeks into development? Like we're just like, here it is. Like it's, it looks pretty bad. Like check it out. I, I mean, the stuff that you guys are doing with that, I, I haven't watched. I, I've watched a lot of the Broken Age stuff as it's gone on. Yeah, and. Like, like Norm, Gary, and I all have worked in in on the other side, the, you know, the press side of the game stuff o- over the years, and like we always see stuff when it's early, but we never saw stuff oh, when it was man. this early. Yeah, I mean like, that's like you're talking about like alpha, probably yeah. beta more when like, they, they actually may say show it's it an off alpha, to but they but it's really a beta. It's much and, closer to yeah. beta than than alpha. You yeah, feel like people are receptive to that because they're invested. I I think so. I mean, I hope so. Like I, you know, people are not. You know, we, we try to qualify everything, and we're just like, hey, like, we haven't been working on this for very long, and it looks really bad, and we know, but we want to show you what it looks like. And really, I think the people that are, that are coming to, like, our streams and kind of, like, interacting with us, they want to know. 
You know, they're well, they like, want to believe too. I they want to believe, yeah. and they and, but I, they also want to know how games are put together. They're like really curious about it, and I think that part is really sweet. There's like this education piece of it where we're like, hey, like come, we're gonna show you the entire. You know the entire process of like how we make this video game, and hopefully it doesn't train wreck. Does that restrict your ability to have a traditional media plan in terms of like milestones, reveal stuff? To uh, totally. I don't know how that's going to work. You know, I mean, that's going to be really bizarre because all of our shit is just going to be like flapping in the wind the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, we we feel like we can actually show you know do previews. It's like, well, previews. I don't know. Do press guys follow? I mean, I wonder. I I, I don't feel like know. The press guys I don't mean, have enough time they, to follow. They probably that, so. yeah, they probably don't. So there's probably uh, we'll probably be able to do like some kind of like hands-on stuff with the press at the sort of normal times that you do like with your press cadence and whatever like and it'll probably be pretty effective but the really hard a really hardcore community is going to be like bored <laughs> you know I mean I think they'll look at that and be like uh yeah like I saw that yeah a month be ago. like yeah this is old, old news, hat guys. you know that's fine they're, um, they're championing it but that's fine that's cool you know that like they're you know they've already seen it that's fine and it's and it lets us get to a wider audience which is hopefully that's the good. goal right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and and Broken Age will figure that stuff out before you guys get done, right? Yeah. I mean there so that was one thing that we kind of learned from doing the Broken Age deal is that there was like a um uh closed forums where like you had to back the game to like get on the forum and then that they do a lot of a lot of content, really awesome content um for the forum specifically and they're not allowed to like take that anywhere else. And there's been some problems where it's like okay, we'd like to use some of this as like marketing mm. stuff or whatever and we kind of can't because it's like in this closed system and we'd like to you don't want to break the promise yeah yeah so it, it's it's just yeah I don't know it's just it just leads to some like weird situations you know and with this it's like you know we told people up front it's going to be totally totally open and just anybody can come and I think that's been cool that we can just kind of we're just free to do whatever we want and stuff and also I, we have a couple of people that are like in the community that like I don't think they back the game <laughs> <laughs> like, but they're giving suggestions and they're really excited about it and stuff. So that's fine. It's like we want their opinions too. You know, um, they're totally valid. So yeah, it's 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 cool. I don't know. We just did one today, and it was cool. Yeah, I don't know. You did it right Fin- before you came over here. Yeah, right? we finally yeah. got our we finally got our game loop going together. So we've got like a high level. Like you can actually see the mock up of the strategy strategy layer, and you can. You can hit play, and the days go flying by on the timeline. And then when the demons attack, you can go into the tactical view. We've got the grid, and you can move dudes around and stuff. It's um, it's coming together pretty quickly at, in terms of like you know modern video game standards. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is strange, sort of like just showing people all the all the stuff. You know, just being like, hey, it's, come on in, guys. Yeah, being like, it's totally busted right now. Check it out. I, I mean, I have to imagine that 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 helps when you're talking about Kickstarter stuff, where people are typically used to getting rewards and you know, months, not years. And, and I mean, even you, you guys are pretty fast, it seems like, on, on games. And it's still a couple of years, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I hope that we can turn it around in a year. Okay. Like, we'll see. I mean, the, the engine, we're using the Brutal Legend engine, which is like, mm. it's weird. Like, we used to say it was a AAA engine, but things have changed. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, it's like there's a new console generation about to drop now. And, like, things have, you know, that game came out in 09. So it's like, a triple a budget now compared to that is like completely insane you know it's yeah. like they're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at these things now and it's like and I, it's versatile yeah. enough that you can put on different platforms and yeah scale it. yeah that's one thing that's rad about it is that it's like we've put a lot of work like all of our games all of our 3d games have used it so 
um, there's just been years and years of like development into it. It's just that like it is. It's not. Um, yeah, I mean, compared to like the GTA engine or the you know the Assassin's Creed engine or whatever, it's not. You know, that's you know we're kind of looking at apples and oranges at this point. But, well, but um, then they're different kind of it's games. It's still too. it's still very powerful. Like and and very flexible because Brutal Legend like so many different kinds of gameplay in that it it really. Um, it really kind of forced us to make an engine that was really flexible because it had all these different different things going on. So, yeah, it's cool that we've, like, stacking and costume quests and Iron Brigade. Everything. And, and the Sesame Street even game? Even Connect Party, the Sesame Street game. Anything that's 3D that's come out of our studio since Brutal Legend. So, so everything second except on, for the, the, um, the Leap game. Uh, Leap slash iPad. Yeah, so all the other ones. Um, so Broken Age, uh, Drop Chord, the yeah. Leap game. Uh, and Space Base, those are all 2D, and okay. they're all done in this kind of like modified Moai engine. Okay. Moai is kind of like this open source Lua-based engine, and we heavily modified it for like our 2D. I know about Lua engine. because of Wow UI modding. Yeah, is yeah, that right? it was all in. Yeah, yeah, it was all in Lua. Yeah, that was that was a dark time. Were you? Did you mod some Wow UI? <laughs> I was the kind of guy who would take a UI mod that I liked yeah, and yeah. make it better. And start hacking it up. And, which, which would always seem like a great idea until, until the, the moment the day. UI changed. No, oh. and then all of my shit broke and yeah, I'd be like, yeah. guys, I can't raid tonight because I can't find any of my hotkeys. <laughs> and then I just quit playing WoW because that, that was, was easier a, than keeping the that UI That was an up. incredibly like, amazing aspect of that game, though. Oh, is so, that they so, went they yeah. went so far above and beyond when it came to like modding the UI and the pe- man, the raid UIs, just totally oh, yeah. crazy. The stuff that people were were doing with that, like with that toolkit, was kind of mind blowing. I it, thought I, it, it almost like as a guy who started playing EQ, like I started playing MMOs with with EQ. So you were pretty old school. Ultima though, no Ultima. I free? played Ultima, but I didn't get it. Yeah, like, yeah I did, okay. I, I, I did the thing where you went into the cave and you mined the ore, and I read the thing in the instruction book that was like, if you mine ore, you can be a blacksmith and yeah. make armor. It's a great way and to play like, yeah. battles. And then I, I spent three hours mining ore, and I had too much, so I couldn't carry it. And then I walked out, and I stepped one pixel out of the city zone, which meant that I got yeah. ganked. And like three, and I was like, fuck this. And then I just didn't play it's anything crazy. until EQ came out, I'm basically. Kinda, I'm kind of shocked that nobody, like with Dark Souls being popular, did you play Dark Souls at all? I love, love Dark that game. Souls. Love amazing, Souls, yeah. amazing. Um, I'm Heart kind game. of shocked that there isn't an MMO in development that has that sort of like back to basics, like like back to the Ultima Online, like permadeath, like like just the complete fuck you, like whatever, super hardcore MMO. Because I feel like there are some players out there that would get really into it. Is that a latency like, problem? I mean, with hit detection. Oh, no. I mean, there's, I mean, that it's, stuff. It's, it's weird no because audience. people would like, like I think that people would put up with the bullshit. Because it's just like so different from where MMOs have gone, you know? It's like there are a lot of people I think that don't play like WoW and like Guild Wars 2 and stuff because it's like the Care Bear, you know? It's like too shallow. Yeah, well, no, it's not that it's shallow. It's just that they've taken, they've removed a lot of the consequences from the gameplay, right? It's like um, if you die, it's like, oh, whatever, you just walk back to your body, cool, you respawn, no big deal. Whereas, like, you know, Ultima Online, it's like you die, someone takes all your stuff, you lose a bunch of progress. Even in EQ, your house key. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're fine. Yeah, oh, whoops. And then even in EQ, it was like you die, you, you lose some levels, like, oh, man, it just erased hours of work. Like, that shit's crazy. So, um, What's going on? I think Gary on is. I think Gary has started the Kickstarter. I don't know what's going on. Wait, did you launch a Kickstarter in this first space? <laughs> I, t- I told you. I, when I say something, I I, I do it. Wait, um, did you? Ha- you have to have a video. 
What? No, Did you just? Oh no, just, I'm just laying the groundwork. But we're, Twitter accounts up, it's good to go. Oh, okay, okay. That's a All first right. Step. I'm Twitter. really annoyed. I'm pissed. No, at Space Rocks is some motherfucker <laughs> with one tweet from five years ago and has just sat on the account ever since. Oh, so I had to get Space Rocks game. I'm at Space right. Rocks game. At Space Rocks game. Um, yeah. I'll I'll tweet it out. So, yeah. but, but the thing about I'm ever- following I, Space Rocks game is following you. All right, so, good. Yeah, good. Is it following me? Yeah. Nice. I, Thanks, it makes you follow five people to get started. Really? Yeah. Really? That's the way the future works. Oh, man. Um, seems like a Ponzi scheme. I, I, one of the things that was neat about EverQuest, though, was all the rough edges. The corpse runs, like, if, yeah. you, if you wiped on one of, the, one of the dungeon, massive dungeons, like, you had to get help from other guilds to come bail yeah. your asses out. Like, the, the um, oh, what was the other thing? Uh, the, the, I mean, that was kind of a bad example, but a lot of the weird, fun stuff happened because of the fact that there were no instances and yep. all people went and camped the good, you know, th- there were multi day waiting lists to get into the yeah. good camps and the end, it, end game dungeons. It's so crazy how, like, how that stuff, um, it just looks like just horrifically terrible game design. Oh, yeah. But it leads, like, it makes people work together and it leads to, like, these really, kind of emergent story moments that people remember, you know, and it's just like, whoa, that's amazing. And like, you just, I just feel like a lot of the, uh, the MMOs have been going in the direction of like more scripted stuff, more instances, more, um, it's stuff from single player games, stuff from single player games. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I feel like they're, um, yeah, I just think that somebody should really like lean into that if they can. I mean, the problem I guess is like production values is that there's probably the audience for it is so much smaller, you it's know, like te- text-based stuff. Do, do, I mean, that's where we see it. It's in like candy I, crush. I guess and, you could do it. Yeah. Oh, uh, not candy. Yeah. Can, no candy, candy box. box yeah. I just saw candy box two came out. Yeah. And well, and I didn't even have candy clicker. box. Hey, candy Brad, box? Do you want one of these? What They're is like, that? It's like pure distilled coffee as a hard candy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, candy box Jeremy is a text brought these, based uh, MMO. from Hawaii for us. So. Oh, it, wait, yeah. is it delicious or terrible? It's, no, it tastes like, it's, it's like, right. a, it's like it's a, clacky. So you, as you're, it's like a pure coffee oh, nugget. Oh man, that's good. Yeah, don't don't bite it. It's, it's really hard. Yeah, just just suck it. I won't bite it. Brad, this we're giving fantastic. these to all of our guests. They are refrigerator magnets that this are made of copper. Don't put it in your mouth. Uh, one of our users named Young Frey. It's toxic. Uh, uh, etch the copper and then varnish the top. I think the front side's okay. This list, is fantastic. I'd like so to point much. out Space it's Rocks. Cool. Twitter you can't account really see it. Can already you? has 132 That's followers. That's fantastic. You're already more popular than than, than Space Nagy. Rocks game. This is exactly yes. the kind of success story that will help lay the the foundation for the Kickstarter. Fantastic. You can show a chart. That's amazing. Twitter I will donate to that Kickstarter. This could be the new horse ebooks. What do I get? What do I get? <laughs> you get a piece of cardboard really and hundred rocks. What's it's your reward really structure? Well, I'm, 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 well, I, I'm, you know what? You're the perfect person to ask because you've had success with Kickstarter. I can maybe pick your brains yeah. a little bit here. Yeah. Okay. So, I do think you got, I, I, you do li- I do like so the car- I do like minutes. the Max Temkin model though of like you can sell an actual official yeah. set, but also give people the tools to create their own set. It's awesome. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. So I think I would go like, I don't know. Will is just despair. Will's not into it. Is it? Is it? I, I I can tell you what. For for thirty five bucks, you get a T shirt and the game. For want- ten bucks, you get the game. Or if you want to go crazy for twenty bucks, you get the game. You gotta That's go. That's hundred percent. But you're gonna have to margin. make a bunch of plastic things, right? And a board. Yeah, just rocks though. Rocks. Yeah, I mean, he can, he can go to the the lawn supply place and get a fifty one, pound but, bag of but one, game pieces. But one of the things, like one, one of the things that I've learned from like talking to Lloyd is that the board game people really like painting <laughs> the pieces, so you can give them just plain gray yeah. space rocks, but they can yeah. paint them to be anything. I like it. They, to be anything they want. It. But like, you gotta make. You gotta like, you know, get a three D printer or something. Get some. Get prototype space rocks. Yeah, prototype go. them for it. Don't, don't tell them it's the gravel. Right. Where do you print them in the shapes? Yeah. 
And then, like, like I know, could probably find just like toy. Terrible. Go to a store and find like toy rocks or something. This is telling you, just, Lowe's, just, just fifty the, pound bags. Yeah, just for the prototype. It'll do your entire production run done in one trip to Lowe's. You can fit it in the back of your car, and then you can go to the Safeway. You can't ship people actual rocks. You Why need not? To- no, they wouldn't actually be rocks. They'd be plaques because it's got to be safe. <laughs> Look, safe. See, there's a this. rock right there. Space, space rocks. rocks. <laughs> Coming That's soon. It. That kid is totally playing space <laughs> Gary Witta joint. Gary Witta's safety, space safety, rocks. Safety is a concern. That is our first concern. Well, then the rocks have to be big enough that kids can't swallow them. Or you have to put three and up on it. That kid sucks at playing space rocks. He was just putting rocks on a line. I, dude, think, I, think. Th- I think definitely three and up. Okay, three and up is the way to go. Three and up. But that's the good because yeah. the rules are so simple. I, even young children I, can I, understand it. Hey, we need to tie into the charities that we're doing for October You just... So we well, make think, space rocks happen, please, by well, donating given, to Well, given, given that this cast. game has the potential to put a lot of children in hospital, I think there is a direct link between that and the charities think we're about, supporting. Think about the one-minute one timer, all right? The one-minute pitch? You, nobody, no, no, no. The nobody wants, to play, oh. time, so nobody wants to play a 30-minute game of space rocks, all right? I don't know, man. You could really do some damage in 30 That's my minutes. advice. That's my advice to you. You Because also, you want, like, best two out of three scenarios, right? That's true. You want, like, you know, space rocks tournaments you where have it's, a, like, the best, best of seven... Are the ones where you, when you the first after the first time you play, you immediately want to play again. You just my, want to play right again. My yeah. favorite thing about you Seven might not Wonders, be able to after your first game of Space Rock. So my favorite thing about Seven Wonders is that there's an app that tracks your lifelong record, so I know exactly how many times I have won or lost. How do you clock it in there though? I, I put it in manually at the end of the game. You, it's the scoring app. Are you, you should get the scoring app for, for Seven. No, I've changed it you now, but I think it's kind cheat. of funny that the, the first five people that I chose to follow as Space Rock's game. Uh, Norm. Well, yeah. the people at the table. Okay. Um, Did you follow your wife? Yes. John and, Riccatello. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Perfect. Because that, <laughs> because that will provide yeah. the okay. scientific... Yep. That, 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 that you need to have a very accurate... That have done my astronomical research. <laughs> and on yeah. that note... That's uh, good. Perhaps Neil Tyson will be a consultant. But the, He's on your no, board. But the funny thing is I ended up following the wrong Will Smith. Fuck I off. I was following the Will Smith, the football player. And I typed in Will Smith and everything, but it sent me to the wrong one. It's because he's verified. He's verified. Look who's not, not verified. Oh, man, I'm not verified either. No. I want to like, get that. I may that. be the only verified Gary's person. Verified. I'm, looking for that. I'm looking for that blue check. I'm going to get Space Rocks verified. Uh, Brad Muir, thank you so much for coming by. Hey, thanks for having it's me. It's a pleasure to have you, sir, as always. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks very much for this, uh, uh, this magnet. Thank Young Frey I'm going to put it that. right. His name's Eric. Oh, Eric. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back. In just a moment with Roger Chang from Revision 3. You may know him from Techzilla and other places. And uh, and and check, what, doublefind.com? Do- yeah, doublefind.com. Masterchallis.com. Okay. It's t- yeah, come check out the game. Come come watch our streams. I, I'm, Hang I'm, out I'm, with I'm, me. Sounds good, man. On the couch. I'll show you the game. I'll show you the video game. Anything else you want right to plug? Right now, it sucks. Cervical mucus or anything like that? Oh, God. We'll see you, see you next time, Brad. That was incredible. Wow. Thanks. All right, Thanks, bye. Man. Right. Brad. Um, and Thanks, if you, Brad. This is a good time for us to talk about how you can donate to Octobercast. We're supporting three charities this year. Uh, um, we have Child's Play. Let's see, buddy. Uh, Doctors Without Borders. And then, of course, uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. If you want to know how you can uh, give to support Octobercast, the, address, the web address, the URL, as it were, is tested.com slash Octobercast. We're going to be doing this for another... <laughs> Let one me, third done. If I'm checking my math, we are one third. We're done. a third done. Gary's just over there giggling, reading the. We're over here supporting the kids and the doctors and the electrons. You're making some silly space rock game. 
eating Count Chocula or something. I'm eating the coffee. Uh, oh, the coffee. Does this have caffeine? Yeah, why don't you, think? Why don't you order, offer one to They're, they're uh, really clicky, so we should give them to people on the way out. Because I'm, probably you can hear them gonna, in the I'm probably not going to eat my Count Chocula until we're into the small into hours. Into the dark hours. I can justify breakfast. Save me one of those. I would like to try one, but I'm not going to eat it on mic because, you know. Uh, Roger Chang putting on headphones. Hey. How you doing, Roger? I'm, gonna, I'm doing good. We had we had to turn the mics down because Brad Muir was here, and he's he has a he's a big voice. Let me. It turns uh, out. Tweet this out. Okay. Roger's, Roger's another one of my favorite. I'm going to talk about how Dave Snyder was one of my favorite segments from last from yeah. the first Octobercast. You tell that to all. Roger. Yes. Roger was another one. We oh, talked about true. teleportation. Yeah. Space how, poop. Yeah, space, space poop. How yes. to poop? Uh, uh, teleport poop out of you in Star Trek. We talked about. Um, we were talking about superheroes earlier. And I thought, oh, this is a conversation we should be having with Roger. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm the quite, Flash. I'm, uh, what do you mean, The Flash? 240 oh, followers were talking now. About the Flash. We were talking about The Flash. Why? Uh, about his origin stories, convoluted origin stories. Well, there's also like three or four g- yeah. characters who've played The <laughs> Flash, <laughs> uh, at least in the, uh, in the past DC. Well, you know, the new 52, they kind of rebooted everything. Oh, Which, you were listening in on The Flash? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a recap. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And uh, how, how did Jay Garrick get his Flash powers? I don't remember Garrick. All I remember was uh, Wally Barry w- Allen. Barry Allen. Wally West. Wally West. Wally very West. similar. And then and doesn't Both Barry Allen have a, like a grandson or something later Barry on? Barry Allen does yes. a grandson named Impulse, who becomes a Kid Flash. And which becomes a, I think he becomes a second Kid Flash. Oh, okay. Right? Wasn't yep. there a fir- first Kid Flash? Yeah, there was Flash? definitely a first Kid Flash. They stopped uh, doing that because of the, the, the Congress, right? The kid, kid sidekicks? Or do they keep doing it? Everything I know about this yeah. age of comics I know from reading Cavalier and Clay. Well, it's interesting because, uh, especially now, and I, I made this point uh, to a colleague of mine, is that traditionally as people grow up and they take over you know, various uh, uh, facets of society, for example, our generation are, is now getting into political power. They're uh, in charge us. of you know, movie studios, publications. And so you see a lot of the same kind of memes or, or uh, interest that you had as a kid start making its way into to popular culture. You see a lot of comic book movies, trans... I mean, who would have thought someone would take a toy and make a live-action movie out of it? Who would have right? thought somebody would take Battleship and make a live-action movie out of someone it? Someone did. That's two, by the way, guys. Um, Roger, we should introduce you. Yes. For, for people in our audience who, who have not met you before. Uh, I, I know. I guess I know you because of uh, work. Your work at Revision Three now, Discovery something or other. Discovery Digital Networks. Okay, uh, but uh, you're a producer on Texilla and other things. Producer of Texilla. I was producer of uh, Jim uh, Ladderback's the CEO. Uh, his t- um, pundit show downloaded. I also was doing. Uh, I did IO Nines. Uh, we come from the future. Okay. So I did a bunch of things that kind of came in and out. Right now we're in the middle of. Uh, Rebooting a lot of aspects of Texilla. So a lot of cool stuff to come. Cool. In You've the got uh, Adam Sessler over there now, don't you? Yes. He is in charge of the games group, and uh, he's doing a really great job. Like have, have you guys seen guy. his, uh, Sessler's new show with the old uh, intern Nick at Whiskey yes. Media? Yeah. Um, it's pretty nice. funny. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Growing Up with Nick. Gro- yeah. Uh, and the whole thing about Nick is Nick Robinson or, – or it's uh, – Nick is a shorthand for his name, uh, is uh, essentially devoid of all the same kind of pop, pop culture references. Now, is that true? He, you know, we, he's we empty. He, 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 he's never seen the movie Aliens. Like, you know, like there, there are people in our office, and this is, this is the creepy That's thing. It's really disappointing. Because we're now also at the age where we look back at, you know, with, with kind of a halcyon, like, you know, If you glazed, talk bad about Aliens, you have to leave. Glazed view of, of how things were in life, and you, you reference... Music, you reference TV shows, you reference movies, books, or whatever, yeah. 
and you tell tell someone who's under the age of twenty five, and they're like they shrug their shoulders, and you're like, well, here here's a fun one. <laughs> uh, Nirvana is now as old as the parents. My my par- the music my parents listened to when I was the age when Nirvana came yep. out. Um, the kid who was on the cover is like twenty five now or something. Uh, it's it's pool baby. Yeah, pool baby. It's one of the aspects, sad aspects okay. of aging as. Time goes on. What you thought was cool suddenly becomes dated, and as it becomes more dated, you become you become. I mean, you become in the way your parents like when you used to make fun of them for wearing like bell bottoms and like yeah. listening to like Gordon Lightfoot or, or some cornball. I like ball Gordon band. Lightfoot, man. You do? I I, I am a little Gordon Lightfoot. I was I wasn't against the seventies, but there were a lot of acts in there that like. Uh, I think the seventies was probably the last decade you could get by on pure musical talent. Because, oh, yeah. uh, because after the 70s and the advent of uh, music videos, you also had to be relatively attractive. Or super-duper ugly, like, like yeah. Luther Vandross. I think there were some bands or, in the know. 80s that, uh, were pretty that, that survived purely on, on uh, talent. On talent, Yeah. Like? Yeah, name a couple. Well, I was going to say the Smiths, <laughs> but I guess Morrissey was a pretty good-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, he back was a good guy. And actually, some of the other band Journey? members were pretty Journey? from... Journey had a yeah. lot of marketing money behind him, though. Yeah, too. and you know, he, uh, uh, Steve Perry, wore pretty tight pants. If you watched any of the old videos, yeah. I mean, they were kind of riding up there. Um, this is weird. not that I pay attention to this. It's fine, Roger. It's all cool. You know, we, we we're don't in San Francisco. Here. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, okay, so Kid Flash. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted the Kid Flash conversation to um, introduce Roger. Oh, also East meets West. Yes. Which do you still do that? It's, it's a regular. Po- a regular podcast I do with Tom whenever we get around to it. An irregular podcast. There's yes. a large archive there to go back yeah. into if you want we've, to dig we've deep. We've been doing it since 2005. That is a lot of podcasts. Wow. Yes. Um, okay, so what's, what's, I don't even know what the New 52 origin story is for The Flash. Did he get splashed yeah. with lightning fused I, Barry Allen again. Yes, it's, it's, it's about Barry Allen. So just I, naturally fast? It's funny. The only one I actually I read from the New 52 is Batgirl because I was so intrigued about how you take a character that was crippled by the Joker and put in a wheelchair became Oracle, and then just put her back in, you know? Oh, you, okay. You said Batgirl, not Batwoman, because Batgirl is a much yeah. better s- series. Uh, well, I got, I picked up Batgirl because it was written by it was it's, well, it's written by Gail Simone, and mm-hmm. I was I, I mean I've always liked her writing. So, I, to be honest, it's one of those things, and it's kind of one of those things that a lot of people you know don't think about, but. I don't like the fact that comic book companies are constantly rebooting, constantly re- reimagining their existing set of characters because it's like, yeah, I understand you have a set franchise, you have a set, you know, uh, uh, investment in all these characters. You know, it would would help your IP if you generated a couple of new ones every once in a while that become as iconic. That's but what I mean, DC that's... is kind of done with Year One or Earth One. So Earth yeah. One is their ultimates. Well, yeah, but see, again, even even with the Ultimates, it's like, yeah, it's that tangential timeline or mm-hmm. you know some reimagining, but it's never it's never like, okay, we're going to drop you a brand new character, like Stan Lee did back in the '60s, and people are going to flock to it. They, they sneak them in occasionally, yeah, but they, uh, look, do, do some focus testing. If B characters become popular, then they okay, we'll keep this guy. I, I mean, like, I Hellboy was. I mean, it's, he's been around forever now, but when that first came on, that was like the breath of fresh air. It was like, wow, you have a new character. The story doesn't feel, doesn't feel like it's been ripped off from you know, you know, any number of other comic book stories or, or characters. And it's, it, 
And the whole plot and the whole kind of situation the character finds himself in is, you know, identifiably unique. And it's like, oh, this is cool. This isn't the same kind of story I've been reading time and time and time and time again. I mean, there was a point where it's just burnt out on Marvel and, I mean, Marvel, DC. I, I, I will admit I read uh, The Blackest Night because I just like the Green Lantern Corps. But even, you know, after that with the New 52, I just stopped, you know, I stopped picking up. We you read other publishers then. I gotta read uh, the stuff from um, uh, like Mark Wade stuff. Yes, I, uh, I think I think the last kind of non I want actually I shouldn't even say it's non mainstream book was uh, uh, Lock and Key. Oh, Lock and Key is great, um, and I, I really enjoyed that. I I was reading um, Mouse Guards for the longest time. He's a tested fan. Is he? Who I, is? I walked by him at the Image booth. I think it's Image that publishes it. Um, is David Peterson? Something Peterson, I think his name is. I unfortunately um, forgot your login. <laughs> oh, um, I, um, yeah, I'll type it in for you. That's easy. Mouse guard. David, P- David Peterson. Yep. Uh, writes and draws mouse guard, and I walk by. And he goes, "Hey, it's yeah. Norm from Tested." It's. Uh, I said hi. Like, oh I, my god! It's a really good series. That and have you ever read Bone? Jess Bone's great. Bone is great. It's one of those that you totally. It's totally unassuming. And then you start reading, you can't put it down. It's really that addictive. And I was I was amazed because when I originally saw it, I was like, ah, eh, this might be a little like a, a little not uh, under my uh, kind of uh, genre of, of stories I would uh, watch or, or or read in this case. But uh, I was surprised. I actually liked it a lot. And uh, it's I don't know. I'm also at the age and at the period of my life where I do so much work that I don't. I ha- I literally have. Maybe twenty to thirty books. I have to go read. Oh no! I was actually reading uh, Dial H Dial for H Hero, Hero with uh, Chanamia. How do you pronounce his last name? Chanamivel. Yeah. Um, wrote, is that a is it a, co- is it a graphic novel? No, no, it's a comic book comic series. It's, it's, a re- it's, it's, it's a reboot. It's a reboot oh, of the old one that they rebooted in the eighties. So there was a really old Silver Age comic called yeah. Dial H for Hero, where uh, there was these kids would call. They would have a they would have a dial. If you if if anyone doesn't remember what a rotary telephone mm-hmm. looks like, go to Wikipedia and they had a dial that looked like a rotary phone but dial. They, every time they dialed it, they would get different power. Well, they would have to dial hero in that order. It had letters in it. It would have to dial H E R O, and they would be able to generate into a new superhero. And the the key in the, the marketing was it temporary? key temporary. Yes, it was like okay. it, it lasted for like an hour, and then they would revert back to their their human form. And the the whole asp- uh, the whole kind of marketing aspect of it was they would try to get readers to submit their designs for the next superhero, and thereby kind of <laughs> ensuring they had a, a loyal reader base. It's a good idea. And so uh, you know they toyed with that idea. They brought it back and forth, but uh, uh, China. Mi- I can't pronounce his name. Mavel? Mavel is how Mavel. I always said it. Which I, I, I'll, we'll ask Veronica next hour. She'll tell us why we're both wrong. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's actually very interesting. Uh, 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 you know, the, the, the whole story is that the, all the multiverses in the DC universe are connected through an exchange, like a phone exchange. And when you dial, originally the dials were just to mimic the powers of someone else in, in one of these multiverses. But what, they, were, they were somehow flawed and they were actually just sucking that inherent, inherent characteristic of that so character. if somebody gets super speed, they kill the Flash? Yeah, so like if you dialed up and you turn in the Flash, that other Flash of that multiverse, boof. Wow, that's dark. 
it's, it, it's twisted more than dark. It's just it, it's just really wrapped your head around does, it. Does that mean there's like some cosmic switchboard operator yeah. there that's deciding oh, yeah. which Flash gets the yeah. axe? Yeah, and, and everyone in the multiverse kind of got fed up with them and, and like you know attacked the Central Exchange. And, and that was the end of Dial and, H for Hero. And well, no, and that's oh. how it, that's how this whole story begins. Oh. Although you don't really figure, you don't actually get to that until like eight eight issues in uh the other one i was i've read a lot of is mark miller and i think it's just because i like kick ass so much he's a mm. jerk oh you know i can tell it's uh but his 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 comics are so ultra violent it's just it's they're sensationalist his concepts are since yeah. I, I don't know what mark miller is doing he these did days. kick ass he did i, I know that but he did kick ass too. he's doing kick ass three he did right nemesis now. yeah you didn't like nemesis I didn't like oh nemesis. i love nemesis yeah. i thought it was so twisted it was very scottish it was like oh let's make <laughs> batman but he's evil yeah what if batman was evil and he yeah. wore white and he'd fuck with the cops and what was all. yeah it was that's it, awesome. not believable but it's like batman's believable come on I mean, you're dealing with a comic book. All right. So, in terms of comic uh, uh, comic book movies, are any of you excited to see the upcoming uh, Captain America and Thor? Both. Both. Very yeah, excited. they look good. I, very yeah. excited for both. So, I wasn't super impressed with Iron Man three. I, I agree I with you. I found it kind of boring. I, I, actually, I did not I agree like Iron Man you. three either. You. But other than that, I think that Marvel has done really, really well with all its movies. Like, I'll, I'll coast through this entire generation of Marvel movies based on the Avengers. I like that movie enough that I'm good. The first Marvel movie to come out after the Avengers, so it had to have that nod, but still standing alone. And it was also the third of the Iron Man, so it kind of had to follow the. St- the character arc yeah. of the first two Iron Mans, and two I, was very bad, as everyone yeah. agrees. Three was much better than two. Three was much I, better than two, and much better yeah. directed than two. It was better directed than two. Yeah. But it still had to like have this Tony coming to term with. Yeah, but but Iron that's Man's the thing. that's the best part of those movies is you know Robert Downey Jr. coming to grips with his actual life. As well as the character he portrays. Because, because that wasn't the, the problem with it. Iron Man 1 was no, like no, this, I liked this that's parallel. Why I liked yeah. That's why I liked it. Like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is kind of like yeah, yeah. the Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. I'm not right. Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, that part was good. The part that was bad about it was the massive four-hour battle at the end. So this is, this is what – this is, I think, one of the, one of the, the flags – that you know when you're kind of so you've heard. Are of, you going to call me old? Is that where this is no, going to no, go? No, no. Okay. So you've all heard the term like you know a property bubble or a commodity bubble where people have invested so much money and, and they've inflated the value of something so high that eventually just has to burst because nothing's keeping it there except people being excited and throwing money yeah, after because art. It, huh art. Yeah, Sometimes. you know, no, exactly. You know, the, the Dutch tulip uh, uh, thing back in the uh, 1600s. Um, that was in uh, Wall Street too. Uh, wow, so, <laughs> wow. So, so my my feeling is that you know a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these big blockbusters aren't funded by the studios because the studios actually don't carry that much spare cash. They actually get banks or investment firms or whatever to put money into it. And what you've gotten is that. You know, everyone just wants to throw money into these because they, they seem like such a great investment. They'll do well in the box office. You can sell Blu-rays, merchandise, everything. And so what you get is a lot of the safe stuff that you see in video games, like AAA titles, tr- tend to get a lot of this Me Too feels the same. Yeah, because, it has to, there's a defined structure. Yeah. There's a cold open. There's establishing. Yeah. There's a battle that the hero loses. There's a rebuilding period, and there's a battle yeah. the hero wins. That's and every superhero movie ever. Yeah, and we're all going to yeah. die if they fuck up. And that's what they do with blockbusters because they, they, there's so much money invested in these. Everyone plays it safe. And so 
trans- I mean, Transformers 3, you suffer the same thing. My butt was numb. Just watch. It's like, I get it. Optimus Prime is super strong, super badass. He's just ripped everyone to shreds. I don't need to see, like, 20 minutes of it. It's like, it's a little excessive. You know what was good about, about uh, Transformers? Norm pointed this out after we watched the movie. Transformers 3... All the bad, CG, all the good CGI fights were happened during the daytime. A lot of them, like that whole Chicago thing or whatever city that was supposed to be in the finale. Hey, by Chicago. the way, Transformers spoilers three. Um, <laughs> it all happened in the daytime, which which most movies don't do CG big CG fights in the daytime because the lighting's hard. It's which lighting's I thought was hard. Cool. Well, then, and it's just more time and money and resources. I have a friend who does. Uh, uh, post effects in down in uh, um, Hollywood for a number of TV shows, and it's you know the, the the more elaborate you want it, you can do it. It just costs more money, and of course, the last thing that anyone wants to do is spend Ooh, more money. Don't spend more money. Uh, Thor two and Captain America two. Yes. They're second movies in those franchises, which means they're they're not they're they're not burdened by any character arc. They don't have the yeah. we're the first Marvel movie after the Avengers. So while they live in that world, they don't have to be like. We're in a post, I, post so you're New optimistic, York. Yeah. I like. I think Captain America, Captain America: Winter Soldier is going to do a lot better because I, I actually didn't like the first Captain America. I thought it was kind of boring. I, I thought it was okay. I, 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 I didn't. I, I love everything before he turned into Captain America. Yeah, that was that that whole setup he was, seemed he very was cute. I, I, it wasn't a war movie. He was cute. No, he wasn't. He, it wasn't a war movie. Yeah, like uh, Chris uh, Chris Evans playing the the weakling and having that like Benjamin yeah. Button CG effect. Oh, it was great. I, but. I, I it just didn't Not do a lot. I, it wasn't memorable. Like I could I could go throughout life. I could have gone through life without having seen it. Well, you uh, could say that about every superhero movie you've ever seen, except for maybe four. No, no. I like. Uh, well, no. I mean, uh, Batman. I mean, uh, oh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I, I would I would have to say is probably the top one up there. Yeah. The uh, the first Superman. You mean the Black Knight? Yeah, the Black Knight. <laughs> Roger didn't watch the Apple keynote the other day. Uh, um, um, but it's uh, it's. I think I think both at least both of those seem a lot more interesting because they're not, and I think this is more is just as important. They're not burdened with trying to establish the character yeah. to an audience that quote unquote would not be familiar with it. I, I just I'm we've seen so many superhero origin stories at this point over the last fifteen years, like when. When they rebooted Spider-Man, I feel like we went into some sort of like like superhero origin in singularity where beyond which we have no idea what what's going to happen and and just bad things happen. You know, and I, I I hate to say you know I didn't I would have never thought myself at the age of twelve or thirteen saying like I really think they're just overdoing it on the comic book movies a little bit. Just I I, I feel almost a fatigue. Uh, Marvel uh, Agents of Shield. Didn't like it. I cannot stand that show. I gave it four epi- uh, three and a three and a half episodes. Wow, that's a lot. I couldn't. I cannot get into it at all. Mm. That the it's it's just the, the writing is is parts of it are good, parts of it are bad. And you know, I'm I'm a Will, uh, a Joss Whedon fan, right? I, I liked I liked uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I liked Angel. I liked Serenity the movie more so than the actual series of Firefly. Um, but man, I just can't. You know, I mean. You know, I understood Dollhouse kind of stinking because Joss was a little upset that, that the way uh, um, Fox Firefly boxed uh, him. Well, no, well they, Fox they Fire. Yeah. yeah, they wanted more control over over how everything was written and done. It's like fine, fine, you guys do whatever. You know, I'm just kind of associated with it, but I just I don't I don't know. It just not. It feels at this point it feels like almost like a monster of the week 
style plotline. But there are just, plenty of other movies out there that are not superhero movies, and we, yeah. and but the a lot of superhero the, movies out this year is fewer than you know, previous yeah. years. I um, mean, I still think it's an overload. I approve of the transition away from superheroes and into just more science fiction, like the Elysium and whatever the yeah. Tom Cruise movie was. I did, oh, uh, Oblivion. 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 I haven't watched I like it. Was, it was incredibly beautiful. It was shot incredibly well. A lot of the art direction and the uh, CGI was awesome. I thought the story was kind of thin. It's a little derivative. It was. Yeah. It's a short story. It's literally like a ten-page short story. Well, but I mean, we've seen a lot of good movies based on Philip K. Yeah. Dick short stories. So yeah, you know. You can't. I, 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 it's not impossible no, to do that. No, no, Maybe no. They just didn't do it very well. well. But think, what was the uh, what was the other one with uh, Keanu Reeves? Um, he has two movies out this year. He has Man of Tai Chi and Forty Seven Ronin, Forty Seven Samurai, something like that. Do you mean IMDb this, or are we? Are you no, confident you ended that with a question? No, 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 no. The the one that came out like uh, seven Johnny years Mimonic? ago. No, the after Matrix. That. No, where he was in the <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Not, Speed. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, Riley Junior. Uh, uh, Scanner Darkly. See, thank you. Scanner Darkly. That that was that was hit and miss for me. Like parts of it were great. Parts well, of it were- that's a if you've read that, it's a, that's actually a Philip K. Dick novel. I think yeah. maybe it's a novella or something. It is. It's real weird, even for yeah. Philip K. As Philip K. Dick stories go. Although I did like, you know, I've actually never finished uh, Naked Lunch, and that's one of those. I've things. never read that. And and the movie just makes me want to read it. If you've ever watched, never seen it. the movie either. Man, that's a that's a that's a trip. What I, I, is it? It's a Philip K. Dick. No, it's uh, um, no, it's not. Oh crap! Uh, the... Um, uh, but the other movie I'm excited to see, and I, I'm not sure if everyone would uh, will be, is uh, Orson or uh, Orson Scott Card's Ender's, 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 Ender's Game. Game. There's a lot of controversy about Ender's Game, yes. but it's mainly because or- 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 Orson Scott Card is kind of a fascist, as these things go. More than I think, um, I think the trailers make the movie no, no, not that great. I'm more excited for the second Hunger Games movie than I am for Ender's That's Game. a low bar for you, right? William Burroughs, Naked Lunch. Oh, okay, William Burroughs. Um, he's he's uh, he did uh, uh, John Carter of Mars and I like John Carter of Mars. The I book. Thought, I didn't like the. I I thought the movie was all right. I think it was panned unnecessarily. I think if if you had to grade it, you would give it a C plus. I thought that movie was better than it reviewed, but it was not yeah. a good movie. I, I would agree with that. Yep. I watched it on an airplane, though, so who knows? Yeah. Um, what uh, – I, I still want to see Gravity. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, yes. I want which, to see that. Which um, I want to go see it in IMAX. I just – you know, I just watched well, Pacific Rim. I know. Did yeah. you like Pacific Rim? I saw Pacific Rim on, on, in IMAX and I loved it. Did you? I thought it was really good. But it's, I, I, I went in. I went in expecting a dumb robots beating up monsters movie. I wasn't. I was expecting Godzilla with good effects, yeah. not an ro- amazing love story. And you got it. I got exactly what I was looking for. I thought. I thought it was just a stupid robot movie with 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 a paper thin love story kind of taped on. I, I the love story is the mistake in that movie. <laughs> I don't think like, it's a love story at all. It is. A, there is a. There is a, a, I, thing, but I, a strong I, I, play for the third quadrant. There. I am. I am one of those people that's like. I, I wasn't in love. Everyone came out out of uh, Pacific Rim. Awesome! You got to watch the movie. And I, I watched it, and I think I think one of the things that bothered me there were so many great opportunities for really awesome. And this is, goes back to kind of the Transformers thing. A lot of the fight sequences weren't all that. Amazing or special? They they just seem like. Did you see it in IMAX in the theater? No, or I, saw, I, I saw it on th- a theater. Okay, so so in IMAX the fight sequences were rad, like filled the whole sky. Yes, that's what IMAX does. There was massive amounts of <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, and this this was even more drunk because I, I Gina didn't go to see it in the movie. My wife didn't go see it with me in the theater. 
so when I saw when I saw it on Blu-ray, I was like, "You got to watch this. It's really cool." Because the robots, I think the smaller screen hurts the robots. Why they I, look cartoony? So in in IMAX, uh, even though it's not exactly to scale, it almost there's one scene, one shot in um, where the uh, Gypsy Danger is walking through the big Mac is walking through uh, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. looking for the other robot, and he's just walking across the screen, across the skyscrapers. It's almost one to one scale, like it's like. As if you were on a yeah. skyscraper, walk, watching a robot walk across, walk across the screen from you. I, in front I, no, of no, you, I'm not. I'm and not. The scale really helps. Understand me. I'm not discounting those aspects of the movie. I just think there were plenty of opportunities. It could have been a better movie. It could have been. There could have been better fight sequences. I was really disappointed at how banal the see, fight. You, you don't like the, the sword? I mean, oh, this was a cheer out loud moment. We're at eight thousand four hundred dollars. We're only sixteen hundred dollars away. Pretty good. From Will getting slapped in the face. I'm going to get slapped in the face. Can I, just slap him I think whoever our guest no, no. is at that time. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, that's fine. Veronica will probably be here. We're cool. Oh, wait a minute. What? what? So if, if we, if, I want to. Sl- yeah, if in, no, if no, in the no, next no. thirty five minutes, I've been working out. It's hard. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I know. Norm and <laughs> well, I, have, you could always put the money up. <laughs> Sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, the way to donate is October, uh, octobercast.com or uh, test.com forward slash kids or doctors. Or electrons, three different charities. Child's Play, Doctors Without Borders, uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Um, yeah, and I'm going to take a slap in the face. Norm's hit me before. There's a. Does it hurt? Yeah, yeah, but or not do you, bad. Do you giggle when he after he does? No, it. no, no. It, it wasn't a light tickle across the face. The thing is, and we both, I think we both found this, is that when you're lining up to hit someone to slap someone in the face, mm-hmm. and this is just a slap, not a closed fist thing. Um, you don't. It's hard to do. It's not like you don't. You just by default, as human beings that live in a civilization, it is against the programming that the civilization has given us given us to slap someone in the face. In our society, in our society, I'm sure other societies there, might allow it to some degree. In eighteen hundreds, in the eighteen hundreds South, when a slap with the glove was a precursor to a duel, I'm sure people slap everybody left and right and silly. But like, at least for me, in the heat of the moment. You're saying a good slap. Like a premeditated slap is hard to do if there's no animosity. So there's as long as it's like so, murder. So, so we need to wait until a guest gets here that hates me. So you have to. Why don't you manufacture the animosity? I don't like. I don't. Why? Why? why there's enough hate in myself. the world. That's creepy. Um, there's enough hate in the world right now, Roger. We don't need. We don't need to manufacture more hate. The game industry produces beef at the wazoo. They're constantly beefing with each other. Yes. We don't need any of that here. We're just here to have fun and raise money for kids, doctors, and electrons. By committing a small act of violence against your face. By, by making me suffer. People, the thing we've learned over three, this is our third October cast. The thing we've learned, you've been here for all three. Yes. The thing we've, you're one of our, one of our, one of our three timers, um, oh, which by the way, we're giving all of our three timers a gift. This is and made Everyone by, gets a gift. Well, I was trying to make it special for Roger. Is that chocolate? Roger. No, don't, no, don't eat this. Don't no. put it in your mouth. Um, I've been doing that. So one of our one of our users made um, oh no way yeah I'm not going to get into it but, but because we've explained it like six times already but yeah so you have a refrigerator magnet thank you cool. for coming by awesome um, thank you That's people really people cool. are paying to watch us suffer that's why they come to Octobercast it- I mean we have a lot of good guests and a lot of interesting stuff going on but ultimately at the end of the day. If we give them an opportunity to watch us suffer more, they will put in more cash in the kitty. So, so you're following kind of the uh, uh, reality TV line where it's not that bad. But, but yeah. I want to point it- out to you, Will, that people are already and have submitted photographic evidence to this. Uh-huh. 
people are already making their own Space Rocks games. <laughs> That's great. There's, there are people making playing Space Rocks at I'm home right now. Show the picture. I'm going to show you a picture and also send Joey a link. Well, that is 100 Rocks. And the stars are on the edge. I, I imagine more stars I mean, on the board. A, that's a very basic impl- implementation, but I'm saying oh, that's boy. the sort of thing that you can do at home without having to buy, you know, the official set. Because this is not about making money. That's true. I mean, this is technically a business venture, but it's kind of a not-for-profit, I would, is how I would look um, at it. I heard that Brad Muir is pitching Space Rocks to someone at Sony right now. That's so not happening. Something, something you should watch out for. Somebody made a tweet about how Double Fine will be coming out with Sky Stones <laughs> in the next couple That's of weeks. That's not very nice. And they'll totally screw me over. So anyway. No, they wouldn't do that. Oct- I, I, I bet you I could get a call, though. Brad could, you know, mention it to Tim. Uh, Tim's I, like, I, let's do it. Why don't you just it. call Adam Boys next and be thing, like, hey, let's, let's make this happen on Vita. Yeah, well, you can self-publish on uh, PlayStation. That's exactly right. Uh, Tester.com slash Octobercast is the way to donate. Um, and we're here with Roger Chang from Revision 3 East meets West. Um, tons of stuff. You've, tons of I stuff. I say Revision Three. It's Discovery Online, Digital Networks. Digital Networks. Yes. What's it like producing Revision Three and, and uh, like, yeah, like what, what is your job? My job, producer, as a producer, is to make sure the show is uh, written, shot, recorded, edited, and then uploaded and posted on the website uh, twice a week. And you do that? Uh, yes. Things? Yes. I, I I write part of the show. Make sure. Patrick or Veronica and Robert put in their two cents. Uh, and then uh, I sit there in the control room and make sure all the cameras are where they need to be and the right screens are pulled up. Wrangle guests. Yes, wrangle guests like Norm or, or... Actually, have I ever had you on? Nope. No, I'll have to get you on. But maybe as a slapping expert. Uh, yeah, next time you have well. a slapping show. Um, I'm getting a 3D scanner in soon. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. You can scan things and it's, then uh, It's very them. interesting. It's... Uh, how do I describe being a producer? It's a lot like um, doing a lot of things in order to make something happen. A done getter. Yes. Well, and and I mean, since you're on a now twice weekly schedule, right? Mm-hmm. That means you which will change uh, uh, in a couple of weeks to to more to less as we do other things. We're going to do other content okay. in addition to Texella, but it's all part of our grand scheme to 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 evolve the show, take over the internet, and rule the world. Hey, if that happens, I would not be displeased. Okay, good to good to know. We're watching out for you. Thank you. Um, the, I mean, do you have long term debt? Like, do you have long term projects? Because that's one of the things that, like, when people we used to normally and Gary used to work at monthly magazines, and then we came to the web where everything's daily or minutely or whatever. And and it's I kind of miss long term projects. <laughs> not not in the same way. No, I mean we I. You know, when you when I think long term project, I'm thinking something like, "Oh, we're going to do this special for the show." You know, in three months, what do we need to get there? And you just keep working on it while you parallel tasking yeah. as you do the day to day stuff. Um, but you know, in, in something like like you know, we need to have this all ready in about you know, you know, not not for a while. Mostly, it's just the big events like CES or maybe Comic Con or something. SEMA actually, we're going to hit up SEMA. What's SEMA? Uh, SEMA is. Should I know this? It's the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association. Basically, it's the CES of uh, aftermarket uh, uh, car parts makers. Oh. So, sp- suspension kits, uh, tires, rims, audio systems, navigation, and car entertainment. It's right in Texilla's wheelhouse. Yes. Uh, it's in Patrick's wheelhouse. Okay. He's, he's, he, uh, I'm not sure if you know about this about Patrick, but he's a big uh, off road racing fan. I know fanatic. he used to race, yeah, among other things. Yeah. He was he was part of the crew. He was his job was to drive out there in his 
you know, Toyota T100 with the big tires and, you know, change out uh, uh, flat flat tires or, you know. Oh, like in the middle of the race? Yeah. And, oh, wow. Know, push, push like a, a trapped uh, a trophy truck, you know, get it pushed out or something. Why am I not surprised? It's it's very Patrick. You know, it's he even bought. Don't tell him I told you this, but he bought those Fox off road racing shocks, and they're like you know four thousand dollars for a set. Like, wow, they're really expensive. That's a lot of shocks. He was. It is. They're like huge. Have you ever seen them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is he a big jacked up car? He used to. Now, okay. he, well, now he's a bunch of kids now. Yeah, but now he has like a. So he now has a, like a he has a Dodge. 2500 that has like the Cummins diesel in it so it's that's that's his big pickup and then he has a like the old Chevy Suburban okay the big square yeah, one yeah, the long looked, one yeah I so can see that um very much a man <laughs> yeah well we have we have the man's man hours coming up late at night Phil Broughton from Fundraising Labs is coming over oh cool he's bringing some uh, black blood of the earth earth to hopefully bring us back to life at the halfway point and uh, and then Patrick's coming in for the late shift, as he tends to do. Yes, so. he does. Um, I have stories of driving with him at 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, we do. It's funny. We, we do parallel drives to CES every year. And we should really team up and like yes. rent one van so that we don't have to both go every year. I kid you not. We were driving back from CES one year because we had to drive all the, uh, the gear back when we were over at Ziff Davis. That's the way it works every year. I fell asleep for like, I think, 45, an hour and a half. And we we went over we went over the uh, um, the California border. We come up, and you know that part of of California. There's no lights. Except you go, for car you go lights. through like like uh, Mojave and Tehachapi. Yeah. yeah. So there's no lights except for the cars that are coming behind you and in it's front. It's like of a you. David Lynch movie. Exactly. I wake up, and and all I see before me is this blue building in the darkness lit. And he Patrick pulls up, and all I see are these Greco-Roman statues on. <laughs> On, on these columns, like, you know, iconic Corinthian columns spread all this, like, where the hell are we? And I go, and it's the Mad Greek. It's that restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, in the, middle of the, in the middle of the night, there's no other lights, and all you see is this, like, this, you know, this, you know, azure blue tiled building with, like, Greco-Roman sculptures all over the front. And it's like, did I end up in a weird David Lynch movie? We stopped on the way back in 2012 at a restaurant, uh, like, truck stop, restaurant, gas station, whole thing. Where they had these enormous metal dinosaur sculptures that were just like I don't think they were attached to any attraction oh, a or anything. Dinosaur park. Yeah, it was a dinosaur yeah, you were park. There, Gary. I yeah, remember you that. Were there. Yeah. You were it, there. I was, was kind of too tall to really history take of dinosaur of parks uh, all around America. Like, it's a, is it a thing? It's a it's thing. A thing. Yeah. Dinosaur sculptures. Yeah. I did not know that. So that's that, the ones in Pee Wee Herman are famous ones. I don't know about that, but it, it's it's totally I'm, a thing. I want to know about more about dinosaur sculptures now. Sculpture gardens. Um, yeah, I figured you'd be more accustomed to like the long road trips. I, being from Texas, I'm from Tennessee. Tennessee, same thing. Starts, starts all, with all, a T. Starts with a T. We're all South, southern southeast. people. Um, I did a lot of road trips before I moved to California, and then we moved to California, and I spent like I spent ten years exploring San Francisco and the near environs around. And I'm just now starting to get going on road trips again. Um, so, like, we've been driving. We drove up to Portland a couple of years ago, and have done that a few times now. And going east and into the eastern Sierras and all that, and it's 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 been it's been, you know, it's a it's an adventure every time. Do you uh, do you whip out like the GPS and the Google Maps where you have like your itinerary laid out like on an iPad and you just want to hit all those things? I do both. So I said so depends on depends on the goals of the trip. If I'm just going to relax and maybe if my goal is to get someplace, but maybe see see a little bit of stuff on the way, then I kind of just get on the what seems like the best route. 
drive. If we see something interesting, we'll stop. Um, I don't usually on that kind of trip. I don't like plan where we're going to stop at night. I, I typically will have the dog or something then. So we have to stop in Best Westerns or, or dogs, hotels that are dog friendly. Um, and then when we get where we're going, then we kind of have stuff planned. Mm. But then the other way is when I need to get someplace and it's far and I and I then I do do the planned stops and I like I'm going to go to Eureka tonight or to Grant Grant City or whatever. So yeah, you are you a, are you a planner? I am a planner because I'm terrified of getting stranded. So I remember well, doing it. I remember doing it. My fr- my friend's piece of crap celebrity, Chevy celebrity. Yeah. Uh, and you know all you had was a paper map and like the instructions for the guy at the gas station, and so. You know, it's not to say that, you know, things are so good now, but it's it's a lot more comforting to know you have an it- digital itinerary and yeah. you can kind of like, oh, people have rated this place as a good place. Instead of kind of gambling, it's like, you know, well, we got another we got another 300 miles to go. It's late. We should probably pull over and, you know, stop at a motel or something and you just pull over the most convenient one. The first time I when I when I moved to California, my then girlfriend and I were driving out in a, like a rider truck with our car on a trailer on the back. So like our, our getting off the interstate limit options were limited. It was the middle of summer. So it was really incredibly hot. And it was, I think we both had cell phones, but you kind of didn't want to use them outside the home area then still, cause it was really expensive. But I had already started working at maximum PC then. And I, I, we were testing wireless stuff out cause we were doing a wireless issue. Cause you know, sometimes you do theme stuff. So I had, because I was doing the road trip, I had all of the cool wireless stuff. So I had what was the first Blackberry at the time, which was the, it was the the one that used Bell South's uh, um, GPRS data network. It was the one of the first nationwide data networks, but it only worked in cities, of course. Um, we had a GPS box that had all of the stops on CD inside this little laptop oh, computer. It's the one that I think is still in every Hertz never lost car. Remember when you when GPS was pull out your laptop and then plug this UFO thing? Oh yeah. Into it? Oh yeah, and that's how you that's how you navigate. And your laptop also lasted about forty five minutes. Oh, yeah. um, but we were like that thing was incredible because that combined with the cell phone meant that we could look up and see. Oh, we're coming close to Amarillo. There's five hotels at the next exit, and there's three restaurants. And then we could call them and book a room, and get the good rate, whatever. And and it worked. It was amazing. It was a glimpse into the distant future, thirteen years ahead, when when we had carried little computers that were faster and had better internet than anything we had at the time. It's it's it's. It's a lot – I don't know what it is, but it's a lot more comforting like to have that with you, that information at it, your fingertips. But on the other hand, when you're driving through someplace that you have bad service, it, the stress level – I was much less stressed in the old days. Oh, yeah, because you I didn't were kind of screwed. Yeah, so now, <laughs> now you have like four layers of GPS. I, I, like, I can charge off the car. I can charge off my laptop. I have a spare battery. You know, I'm totally prepared – Cross the board for any eventuality. And having AAA really helps. I don't have AAA. I've never had AAA. I have uh, – my wife got, a, got us a AAA. So, you know, anytime – even though I don't have their insurance, I have their roadside service. So if something happens to the car, I can call them and a AAA affiliate. But I can, I can change the tire in 15 what minutes. Not, what if it's not the tire? What if you um, – No, that's a terrible idea. Thank you. Though. Oh, no, thank you. I can't drink well, beer because I'll be driving. I have two beers. Um, I will have two. What could possibly go wrong with Norm having two beers? A mere eight hours and 40 minutes into October cast. I have a side question. Possible? Why is there a Count Chocula box in front of you? Because I'm going to be eating some Count Chocula later for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I thought it was a giveaway. No, it's just for me. I thought it was maybe some sort of game. We have orange Kit Kats if you'd like an orange Kit Kat. You know, one thing I've... 
It's it, this is one of those things I I wonder about when I'm just kind of standing in line waiting for my sandwich to be made. Uh, for Who like, buys the orange Kit Kats? No, I'm thinking like I look at the you know because I get my sandwiches sometimes at this uh, corner store uh, that that oh, actually next to a corner store where I have to walk by and they is have it the place next to across the street from the sushi place? <sighs> sort of. Or is it the one on the like next to the breakfast joint? This is a great conversation, yeah. guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's it's in between. Um, and one of the things I've always wondered is why when we when when we grew up, there were a plethora of cereal characters on your cereal, right? You yeah. had Diggums, you had what are Honey Diggums? Smacks. He came Honey with Honey Smacks, Smacks yeah. You had uh, what is, what is he Diggums? was a frog. He was a frog. Okay. Who was the bear? There was the bear one. The Golden, the Golden Grams. No, the. Uh, can't get enough of that golden crisp. You got yeah. the, I don't know what the bear's name was, though. I'll, but I'll, I'll, but yeah. you also had Captain Crunch. You had all these characters. You even had, like, uh, Cookie, Cookie Crisp um, guy. Tony, Tony the Tiger had a, had a nephew or son. What? He had a junior, and he had his own cereal. The higher-pitched voice and, like, And I'm not sure if it's Tiger because... Tiger haven't dropped yet. Oh. Um, Sick. I, I don't know. He had, a, he had a scarf. That's all I remember. Wait, he, Tony Tiger. Um, yeah. Maybe it was just a scarf thing. Um, but I noticed that, like, as I go through the aisles, more of the children's cereal seems to have less and less of all those nice, friendly cartoon characters. What, what are they being replaced with? I think they're trying not to market. To be that obvious? Yeah. I, I mean, they used to do Urkelos, Ghostbuster cereal. Wow. Pac-Man cereal, Donkey Kong cereal. Guys, they've changed the mascots more times than once. Oh. This topless robot story has taught me that the Frosted Flakes mascot was originally a kangaroo and her kid. Is a baby kangaroo a kid? Joey. Joey. Um, the sugar crisp. Oh, this is bananas. They, I don't think the sugar crisp bear has a name. I'm sure chat would tell me, actually. But it probably already has. Um, the cookie crisps are bananas. The cookie crisp that they don't have the... I don't even think they sell those anymore. Yeah. There was the... Wasn't there was a burglar? Yeah, he was a bad guy. He was like the hamburglar, yeah. but for cookies, cookie crisp. It's And I find it oh, weird because when I, I see this. the Count Chocula... You, you of all people should know this, Gary. When Gary's making the, space rocks over when there. I, well, when, I grew up on totally different types of cereal. So in England, we have our own cereals that are we'd, very different we'd to American types. Wasn't that it? No, no. We don't have a lot of shared history when it comes to breakfast cereal. <laughs> General Mills. Um, I made cereal milk last week. By just pouring uh, milk in a bowl. No, there's more to it than oh, that. Wait, so this oh. is Chang's recipe? This is the, well, it's, it's a Christina Tossi, I think. Wait, um, we have more on. Space Picks rocks, before guys. Before you talk about your <laughs> cereal, or your, your uh, <laughs> cereal milk. Big news. We want to share this photo. I don't know who made this. This is amazing. This is the this first is ever Gary. Space Rocks prototype board. Space what? Rocks prototype. Do you know, did, did you hear yeah, the Space so Rocks talk? People are already, people are already making... Their own space rocks. The concept it's amazing. is already proven. I don't know that that's wow, cardboard, though. That looks like a paper bag on. torn in half. That's but the that's the whole bag. point. It can be anything you want it to be. It doesn't have right. to be a luxury game so, board. So what's the objective of the game? To get all the rocks. Oh, well, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very glad you asked. Oh, no. Oh, no. no How I'm many not, hours I'm of the not, show I'm will not, be spent no, describing space gonna, rocks not, to poor guests who ask the, in, the I'm not wrong gonna, question? I'm not going to explain it all. I really like the lettering above it. The space, the star rocks, the curved, and then... And then that some nice just, sharpie work. Overcast in the bottom. Spelled incorrectly, but you can fix it by making a straight line down yeah. with a C to turn it into a K. It's the second C that should be a K, by the way. Octobercast with a K at the second C. The like, K That's, that's the okay, cast. though. I mean, it's their own version. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, so I made cereal milk. Oh, nice. So this is a Momofuku milk bar recipe. Um, that Momofuku. Momofuku is, is Dave Chang. His, his dessert 
His dessert place. Yeah. Dessert place. It's like a little. If you ever go, it's in like the Lower East Side, and it's kind of like a little. There's another one. There was one uh, two oh, block, a block one? from our hotel where we <sighs> stayed. I found that out. Oh, you weren't there. Too late. Yeah, I, I, the last day I found that out. Fuck. They also had uh, pork buns at Milk Bar. Wait, like, like, like wait, what, like like pork, dim sum? No, no, no. Like uh, Momofuku pork buns are pork belly buns. It's like, like braised pork uh, belly. The buns are like uh, for Peking duck buns. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh nice. So it's instead of instead of Peking duck, and, it's and pork still, belly, and you still put like the the onion and the um and the hoisin sauce on it. Yeah. it's pork belly, like the most tender pork belly. It has the. It was the best thing I've put in my mouth in a long time. Um, the <laughs> we're just. We're, at, we're, yeah. now adding, we're now adding uh, Oculus Rift support to Space Rocks. <laughs> development is, is – Did you use it to weight down a quarter of the board? Development is progressing apace. So cereal milk – to make Stretch cereal milk ball. ice cream, you take cornflakes and you toast them on a uh, cookie sheet for like 15 minutes until they can, the can develop the flavor in the oven. It's 400 degrees, I think. And then you add a little bit of brown sugar uh, to the – you add those to milk. Let it sit for 20 minutes with some brown sugar. And then filter it. And maybe something else. And then you strain out the, 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 nah. the stuff. Nah. But the did you make plates. ice cream out of that cereal? And milk? then I made ice cream oh, out of see, the cereal. That's, milk. That's, it, that, just that, cereal that's pretty good. The idea yeah. is that you have ice cream that's instead of vanilla ice cream, it's the flavor of cereal milk. I've and had, then I've, I've had something like that. Recently. And then you put it's a pop, it's a, around it's, yeah. the yeah. edge of it. And then I, put, I just dumped cornflakes on top. I served it to like 10 people. It was a huge success. Huge success being that people you, ate the ice cream. Okay, and they said they liked it. I liked and it. Three people asked for the recipe. I tell you, talking about breakfast cereal, I, one of the things I very much enjoyed as a kid, and that nice now breakfast, breakfast cereals <laughs> became. Well, you talking about cornflakes? No, you did good. Became so now it's all fancy. This sugar, that, and chocolate. This. A We're good back old, in my day. Just We're a good old, onion on my belt. Just a good old fashioned bowl of, of Kellogg's cornflakes. I, I think it's very yeah. underrated these days. Yeah. You know what I used to do with that? I added like added like five teaspoons of sugar. No, well, yeah, you see. put you put what? See, that's why that, that's why they created Frosted Flakes because they realized the kids flakes, were just putting sugar on their cornflakes. Too much. I actually think Frosted Flakes has to most most cereal for me has too much sugar. Yeah, but uh, and it's weird because I moved to I moved to uh, lacto uh, uh, what's the lactose intolerant like? It's almond uh, milk. What almond milk? No, no, no! It's lactate. It's a, it's oh, actual okay. milk. It's a, and I got it because I was kind of a cheap bastard and I wanted my milk to last. And lactate actually lasts like two months. I'll tell you a secret. What? Ultra pasteurized. Oh, does that last super longer? Look, Horizon Horizon milk is ultra pasteurized. It lasts right. like three months. That's great. Yeah, like you know. So I, I've shared the secret before, but my ingenious thing in college was to line a bowl with ice cream. Mm-hmm. So put ice cream in a bowl, okay. and use a spoon to press it against the walls so you have a lining of ice cream, and then pour cornflakes and milk into that so the ice cream keeps the bowl of cereal real cold because it's ice cream, but also slowly melts, and the vanilla ice cream seeps into the milk, and you get vanilla milk cornflakes. This is, this that's, is, but that's, this is what that's the, some advanced yeah. stuff. This is the cereal milk ice cream gives you the same effect. Yeah. And yes. It's the same thing. And well, and lactate right, yeah. actually is because it's actually already sweet. They just break down the lactose, yeah, right? And it's sweet. Yeah. So it's sugar. So it's all done. What's your favorite cereal, Gary? What's your favorite cereal, Norm? Uh, it was Honey Bunches of Oats for the longest time, um, even with almonds. Uh, but I like um, mini wheats. I like, I, full size know, or, my, the, or the bite size bullshit? Full no, size, full full size, size frosted mini-wheats. mini-wheats, I think, would also be my answer. That's mine for sure. They're fantastic. Wow, three in a row. Roger Chang? Three like, in a row on favorite cereal. I like, it's I amazing. like blueberry morning. I just, well, I've always been addicted to blueberries. So I, just I like, do like a good blueberry. You know, blueberry. they have blueberry frosted mini-wheats. 
Yeah. I don't like the frosting in those. Those are kind the, of weird tasting the, to me. You know what I discovered recently, the, and it was like, where, this been, where has this been all my life? Is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, that gross. is some good too stuff. Too sweet. Yeah, too sweet. No, too I sweet. like it. There's been, there's been frosted mini wheat cleansing at the grocery store. Oh. Over the last 10 years. That Kellogg, who owns Frosted Mini Wheats, yeah. has gradually shifted us away from the what was originally the Frosted Mini Wheat, a full-size yeah. Mini Wheat. The size of a Pop-Tart. It's called a Mini Wheat because it's half the size of a of shredded wheat, which was a fucking huge brick of colon cleansing fiber. I think is it, yeah. it's like a teddy bear yeah. of cereal. That's what you had to carry around with you. You just um, you took it and you... Yeah. You, you broke you literally broke you had bread to break in your it. bowl. Yeah. It, it, when when kids were taking like sex ed class and they had to take care of a fake baby, they would just take a full size mini wheat and carry it around in a blanket all week. We had a bag of flour. That's fine too. That works. My backup cereal, my second best, if I couldn't have I'm, access to frosted mini wheats, would be honey nut Cheerios. Okay. I don't. Uh, there, there, I there's don't like, a weird taste to it. And they get soggy. Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing worse than a soggy Cheerio. I used to I used to like alphabets before they made, they added more sugar to it. What's the what's the special K with the strawberries in it? The special. red special K? Red or special red with the dehydrated strawberries? With the, with the freeze-dried strawberries? I love that. Strawberry milk. So they, so they've gradually <laughs> transitioned they first they started the bite-sized frosted mini wheats, which was fine. Then they started adding a bunch of flavors to the bite-sized mini wheats and realized that kids would eat that shit up way more than the full size. Then this was tricky. They took away the frosted mini wheats default status by making it the full-size frosted mini wheat and then the fucking full-size frosted mini wheat just disappeared poof like that it's gone my favorite cereal disappeared my childhood's over probably easier for them to manufacture those smaller sizes on the same process and they can pack more air in the box with each with because they're smaller chocolate milk eat any plain cereal with chocolate milk it's done that sounds pretty good it's good that sounds pretty. Do we need to call, give a call, uh, shout out to uh, charities. Uh, yeah, we can do that. It is. Uh, we are. What's uh, the total currently? We uh, are at eighty seven hundred dollars. That is pretty good. I feel look good about Veronica and not the idle thumbs. If the idle thumbs oh, are the hitters, does that mean they each oh, get a shot? Is it the guest who gets to hit you? Yeah, that's the what guest? Norm decided a minute Jake ago. Because Jake looks like he will. could probably land a pretty good. I don't want to get hit by to. Jake. I don't want to get hit by Remo. He's got a lot of anger. Either one. <laughs> What's Why would he be angry? I feel like Veronica could probably give you. A I good feel like slap. Veronica, after she hears me talking shit about her being able to smack me, is probably going to really lay into she's me. Probably going to so. want to like really, you know, she loves something to prove. Yeah, um, we've got uh, three charities we're supporting this year on October This is our. If you're just tuning in, thank you. Because I mean, I we haven't done this in a while. This is our 24 hour podcast marathon. We raise money for charity every year. Uh, we are into the ninth hour in about 18 minutes. And um, uh, we're, we have Roger Chang here this hour, uh, closing in on the, on the end of that. Uh, we're supporting three charities this year. Child's Play, they raise money to buy toys and games for kids in hospitals, sick kids in hospitals around the world. Doctors Without Borders, uh, they send medical professionals, nurses and doctors to disaster zones, war zones, all the places that you can't get good medical care and you need the doctors most. And uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is uh, – they fight for the users. They support internet freedom and digital freedom so that things like the NSA will hopefully stop spying on our phones and, and, and freedoms. Well, $1,200 away from Will getting slapped in the face. Yeah. And I will take a slap in the face at, at 20 k Okay. Can, I think you should take two slaps in the face at 20K, one on each side. At Turn the, the other time. cheek. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that doesn't work. Hey, wait, do you guys have a high-speed camera that you could get? No, his... we don't have one here. Uh, well, I have my this. iPhone. 
be great to, <laughs> be great to see how uh, Norm's Actually, face. It's 125. We will do better yeah, than nothing. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Um, I don't know if we can get the ripples. Uh, the ripples are important. Uh, Frank Ippolito. Uh, He's in chat. In chat. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out um, for people who follow the site. We just announced this week we're doing uh, another uh, long-term project, this time with effects artist Frank Ippolito, who, if you have been following the tested this past year, made Adam Savage's Admiral Akbar mask and arms and, and costume. Um, and we announced this week that we're going to be working with him to make a... Dr. Zoidberg mask. So the first story is on the site right now. If you go and test it, it'll be on the front page. Check it out after Octobercast, and we'll have a lot more from that uh, in the coming weeks and months. Zoidberg. Hi, Frank. Are you practicing? Um, so, Roger, uh, thank you, as always, for coming out. What uh, Do you have anything to plug? Yes. Uh, sh- the show at okay. uh, techzilla.com. Okay. Uh, my Twitter, at Jolly Roger. That is a fitting ha- uh, it's, handle. It's great. Unfortunately, it's also shared by like four bars around the globe. So, yeah, tell me about sharing your Twitter name with somebody else it's, that's, uh, that's out there. So every time people go for a celebratory drink, uh-huh. I, I believe there's a Jolly Roger bar in South Africa. Okay. One out near Portland. Okay. I think there's one out in England. Okay. And then one somewhere out in the uh, uh, upper, uh, upper eastern seaboard. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm giving you a quest right now. All right. Your quest is to visit each of the bars in the world named the Jolly Roger. Interesting. I uh, mean, th- you can take it or leave it. It's on no, the table. I, yeah, no, totally. I've always wanted to visit South Africa. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, in between the crime and all that stuff, it should be an okay trip. Plus, it's where well, they yeah, keep the aliens. A show on South Africa and is a uh, uh, parts unknown. Parts unknown. It was really good. Yeah. Did it look like a fun place to visit or someplace you might die? No, a fun place to visit. Yeah, I, I, I've talked to a couple of people who were former, former, uh, former residents of South Africa. Give me horror stories. So I, I, I definitely have an idea of what's, uh, what, what I may or may not encounter. You can ease into it with the Portland one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, like an easy eight-hour yes. drive. So Easy eight hours. Save the, the, the South Africa trip can be the victory lap or maybe the England trip, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it's always a pleasure, sir. Uh, we, we'll check back in next year and see yeah. how the Spirit Quest is going. Cool. Um, so that'll just about do it. Let's see. We, uh, we hold on. We did the charity turnover. We're we're good on the. T- uh, we're good no, on that. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. We are. We are. I've got to do the do turnover. That's why I was. Yes. So, that's why I was pausing Every three early. hours. Thank you, Norm. I knew there was a reason. Uh, you're good, Roger. I'll, cool. I'll kill your mic for you. Um, hello. <laughs> The next guest has arrived. I'm starting the stream up. Uh, there's this is this is some audio podcast. Wow. And YouTube stream. No, YouTube stream still going. Uh, Champion of hero of the tested podcast of the Octobercast 2013 so far. Wow. Whoever created that photo of space rocks. That's pretty amazing. Pretty good stuff right there. Yeah, I don't know who takes credit for that, but um, again, I just take it as another sign of the community support. That's the people there. want space rocks. It's pretty clear, Gary. So we're nine hours in now, almost. How are, how's everybody feeling? What's the what's the mood on I the left like side I, of the table? I'm good enough that I can have beer. You're having two beers. I'm, I'm gonna, I offered one and it was turned down. So I appreciate it. Two. No, it's, so uh, I'm gonna have both beers and then have my second half of the sandwich as my dinner. I don't think I've had any caffeine since my coffee ran and out. And uh, Phil Broughton's gonna be here. Um, I've decided when I'm doing some makeup. Uh, I'm gonna give myself a scar, or a you're wound. gonna do that on yourself on my arm. Is oh, that, okay. Oh, okay. All right. The and, testing area, and uh, that will be uh, at eleven to midnight. 
You're going to do that during the uh, the Robbie Baldwin yep. Power Hour? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see. We're going to wrap up. If you're watching us on archives and stuff like that, the set next stream is going to start momentarily. The old stream is, is wrapping up We're about up to do the, uh, the switch over here. Um, we're ready for a switch over if uh, we want to. I think Veronica and Roger are probably chatting, comparing notes. Roger might be preparing Veronica for the, for the, for the majesty, the silent majesty of space rocks and all the other nonsense that's happening here. Oh, no, no, we're, we do. We, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a loose show in case you haven't noticed before. Yeah, sit there. Got there's some headphones in place. They should be nice and warm. Uh, I'm going to start. <laughs> That's gross. Has that Space Rocks thing been up, been up on the screen that whole time? Well, I've just sent Gary, are you already losing focus? Oh, during the switcheover. Yeah, okay. During the changeroo. All right, I got it. Um, so